In exactly 15 seconds, we'll be on the air. everyone for your patience. The DFM show is beginning now. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Turf Flingy Monkey show. I am your host, Turf Flingy Monkey, and we forgot to load the music bot. So I could do that if I felt like it. But yeah, I don't feel like, you know what, I don't even care. Fuck it. Fuck the music bot. Anyway, yeah, you tell him. Well, I, it's just I had to take a shit. Look, I had to take a shit. Ten minutes. I had to go take a shit. That's what happens. It happens. Nature calls. You got to pick up the phone and say, "I have a package for you." Hold on. That's just that's how life works. When you got to take a shit and you got to activate the background music, the shit takes priority. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so I was hoping for a a really exciting surprise announcement that my fourth book was published, but I ran into a an obstacle with uh, Amazon's self-publishing KDP software. It keeps like shrinking my document down into the center of the page. But actually, like, okay, so check this out. I decided I'm going to start writing my book, uh, which is going to be it's a sequel to the doll on my balls called the doll on my balls rides again. And I basically wrote it in three days, not concurrently. I took like, you know, a little bit here, a little there over the course of about three non-consecutive days. I finished writing the book. It's not that long. It's like 20 pages. Uh, it's written in uh, rhyming couplets because it's a Christmas poem kind of story. If you've read the first one, it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's in rhyming couplets. So it's a good it's good stuff. I'm proud of it. So I'm okay. So the book is written. Uh, now I just need to take, do like a photo shoot. So I gave myself like, you know, a month or two to get the book published, but then I finished the photos and I was like, wait a minute, I could just publish this now. Like I, I was still that mindset of my last book, um, which is the 13 rules to not be a fucking cuck available right now on Amazon. But that book, it took me months because I was waiting on art. Because, you know, Lisa Wynn did the illustrations. Very talented. But that art took months. So the book was written. The book was edited. The book, you know, was was ready to go. And I was just waiting on art assets. So I didn't have that issue because I just – I did a photo shoot. Um, if you've seen Celestina's Instagram, I know how to take photos. I know how to do, you know, editing magic. So I did the pictures. I'm like, I could just publish this. So I threw together the document. It, it looked great looks great in word and then i tried to upload it to kindle or the uh, amazon kdp thing 
and it's just all kinds of fucked up. So apparently I need to put it into Google Docs so that I can print it or save it as a print-ready PDF because the uh, Amazon KDP software really likes print-ready PDFs and nothing else. Try to upload a Word document, everything just gets fucked up. So I need to make it into a print-ready PDF so that I can actually upload it to Amazon and it won't fuck with my formatting. And that's just for the... Amazon uh, sucks. It, it kind of does. Um, it, but I also... I formatted the book in a, a specific way. So, it, okay, this is going to date myself. Do you remember old comic books that you flip them on their spine and, like, there was one comic book on one side and a completely different comic book on the other side? Yeah, I do remember that, actually. Right, so th that's where the book is. So it has the doll in my balls on one side and you flip it over and it's got the doll in my ball rides again. And so when you get about halfway through the book... The rest of the book is upside down and backwards because it's the other book. So you have to like flip it over and read it from the other, the backwards side to read the other book. I just thought, I just, it seemed like a good idea at the time, but I think doing that really fucked up Amazon. So now I need to figure out how to get, get it into a print ready PDF format. Then I could just directly upload it to Amazon because it does not like that I made half the book upside down. Well, I mean, Amazon just doesn't make anything easy, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Well, you'd think I'd be used to right now. This is like my fourth book, but no, every single time, it's a fucking struggle. And it's like different shit every time. Like, different issues that weren't an issue before are now an issue. So, unfortunately, I don't have a surprise announcement of the book being ready, um, because it's not. Hopefully, uh, I figure out how to fix this shit and get it done soon so i see you doing a new series tfm so where's my art of war at bro btw i don't think your plan will work because i discovered that even winners will still support socialism because they love the poor bullshit stop spending so much on military bs well okay so basically like um, there's no silver bullet there's basically you you have to keep going back and essentially these are problems of human nature which have no solution uh, all we can do is try to help a few people we're not going to save the world like the average person it doesn't matter like i could lay out the blueprint like here's how you become a winner here's how you value freedom here's how you change your life and update your values so that you become an individual who values freedom <clears throat> i could lay all that out the average person will never do it. The average person's a fucking loser. They'll always be a loser. There's nothing yeah, I can do. Yeah, they're only winners on, on like a sliding scale. Like there are winners yeah. maybe in this society. If, yeah, if you grade on a curve, th that, that's why that's why a lot of people, uh, you know, in heartland America, the flyover states, they're basically poor dipshits. But because they live in these rural communities, they, they think they're doing all right until they have international competition. Because here's the thing, this is why a lot of people want to like cut off trade and bring jobs back to America because they can't compete. So, you know, when they're only competing with other dipshits in America, you know, they could eke out a pretty good living. But when they have to compete with international labor, they lose. Because there's other people in other countries that will work harder and cheaper than them. 
And so they want to go back in time, which you can't. That's not how things work. So now they're pissing and moaning and want welfare. That's, that, that's the average person. If you have a democratic society, the losers are going to call the shots. That's just the way it's going to be. You can't even, like, I wish we could have a conversation. Like, I wish the average person cared about what was true. I wish the average person cared about, like, solving problems. But they, they only care about what benefits them. They only care about what feels good. And they're fucking stupid. So, it's, but that's okay. See, the good news is we don't need the average person. We don't need 51%. We don't even need 40%. All we need is an animated minority that isn't so outnumbered that we get our fucking asses kicked. Like, you know the, at the end of 300 where the guy's like, the the enemy outnumbers of a paltry three to one. And then, like, they charge and the Persians are, like, shitting their pants because they remembered what 300 Spartans did to them. And now they're facing 3,000 Spartans. So even though they outnumber them three to one, they're going to get their fucking asses kicked. Yep. So you you don't need you don't need the majority. You don't need to outnumber the enemy, but you you can't like it can't be three hundred versus endless hordes. Or otherwise, you're going to go down like Leonidas. You need some numbers, but you don't need like all the numbers. Like you can beat three to one odds if you're passionate and smart and capable. Three to one odds is not hard, but three hundred to one odds you're fucked. Because your reaction time is only so much. Your, your field of vision, your, you know, 300 people, <laughs> that's too many people. You know, like, it doesn't, like, if 300 people are shooting at you, you could be, like, the best shot in the world. You're not going to be able to kill 300 people all shooting at you at the same time. Because there's just, they can completely surround you and you're dead. That's just <laughs> the way it is. So... You know, like but I see in the movies that they all attack you one at a time if they're if you're outnumbered. Right, like in a kung fu movie, all, all the 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 goon NPCs they get they form a circle and they fight you one at a time. But in real life, that's not how it works. In fact, if you watch any video of white knights, you know, attacking a guy because he hit a girl back, they always attack you from behind. Always. That's like. A white knight never attacks you from the front. They always try to either put you in a headlock or sucker punch you or just uh, usually a headlock. Almost always it's a headlock. Or they just grab your arms and your legs if they, they outnumber you that much. But yeah, that's that's just how they roll. Anyway, um, basically at this point, I've accepted that, yes, it's not going to work. We can't save the West because democracy doesn't fucking work. In fact, democracy, like, we talk about how democracy started in Rome or Greece, like, you know, Athens. But Athens and Rome never had a democracy as we understand it. Athens and Rome, the average person didn't vote. In fact, they, they both, Greece and Rome, practiced slavery. So there were clear distinctions between the voting class, which are like the citizens, and the non-voting class. And they even, again, they even had slaves. So I'm not advocating slavery. I'm just saying that, like, what we call democracy isn't what democracy was in ancient Greece and ancient Rome. You had basically, it was essentially a, an oligarchy of those who were responsible, the landowners, the, the landed gentry, 
that they're the, they were the ones who voted. Not everybody. Women didn't vote. The slaves certainly didn't vote. Only a small group voted. Now, in, a, in very real terms, that's a ruling class. If a minority of the people have the political power, by definition, that's a ruling class. And you can say, well, that's not real democracy. Most people would say that real democracy started after the Enlightenment. Um, and what's fucked up is the fir- every time real democracy has tried, it fails. The first real democracy was France after the revolution, after they, ki- they killed everyone. They had a real democracy after they cut everyone's head off. It completely collapsed, and then Napoleon came in and took over. Like, every time they try to do real democracy, it ends exactly the same way, which is why the Founding Fathers said democracy is bad. We don't want a democracy. But over the course of pretty much like the late 1800s onward, uh, America has slowly been picking up European values. And the European values started in the French Revolution. And this is what's hilarious. They've always failed. The first attempt to create a, a real democracy ended in endless beheadings. Like it, it was called the, the, was it the reign of terror or I think that's what it was called in the French revolution. I think so. Yeah. So yeah, they just cut everyone's head off who disagreed with them. And it was an abysmal failure and it just, it allowed Napoleon to sweep into power and he created like the French empire and was doing all kinds of crazy shit. And every time they try it, it ends exactly the same way. And they keep trying it. And then even though America got it right, uh, starting around the late 1800s, you had the progressives from Europe coming to America, talking about the glorious socialist egalitarian virtues of Europe. And we become more and more European every generation. And now we're exact, we're basically just another European country at this point. And when you see countries like France and Germany, the UK and everything that's going on, that's our future. Completely, that's completely our future. Everything you're seeing, like the UK, that's going to happen in the United States. They're going to disarm us. They're going to flood our country with a bunch of Muslims because they, God forbid, they let the welfare state go bankrupt. And uh, if you say anything, then you're going to go to jail for stirring up animosity. So you just have to sit there. You have to sit there and wait until you become South Africa and they round you up and kill you. Ta-da! Oh, democracy didn't work. I guess that wasn't real democracy. I don't know. Uh, but what am I trying to do? Democracy I guess not intended to work. It's, re- it, it's basically a, a transition of power from a, a republic to an oligarchy. The, the question is which kind of oligarchy. You can have a kind of Greek slash Roman style republic. You still technically have an oligarchy if you have a ruling class. If you restrict the franchise, that's technically an oligarchy. So it's a question of what kind of oligarchy do you want? Do you want an oligarchy of those who bear responsibility, like net taxpayers and veterans, like in Greece and Rome? Or do you want an oligarchy of a very small group of elites who uh, just do whatever the fuck they want and kill you if you say anything? Which is what ha- what you get when you have France. You have your reign of terror, you kill everyone, and then an oligarchy forms. And then what's fucked up is the people, they champion it. Like, oh, thank goodness. Oh, thank you. Please restore order. Stop all the beheadings. It's like, and people ever forget, like, this is what you caused. But, you know, we no one learns history. Everyone does what feels good, and we keep making the same mistakes because they feel good and because of herd morality. Uh, anyway, back to the question. Why, why am I doing this? What am I trying to accomplish? So I can't save America. 
I've used this analogy before, so I apologize if you've heard this, if you're getting sick of me repeating myself. Uh, America's basically like the Titanic. It's hit the iceberg. It's taking on water. There's nothing I can do to save it. The Titanic is going to sink. What I can do is I could try to get people to the lifeboats. And we could maybe tear off some doors. We could build some more lifeboats. But the only way to do that is I need to warn people about what's happening. And I need to give them a path to do something. Because, you know, imagine you're on a, uh, on a, a ship that's sinking. And you're just panicking because you don't know what to do. So you're looking around. You don't know what to do. You're freaking out. You know, you're just wasting time. So I'm going to point at you. I'm like, look, the ship's going down. The lifeboats are this way. Come with me. And then you're going to come with me. That's my job. I'm, tr I'm trying to get people to the lifeboats. And then, oh, the lifeboats are full. Okay, well, we need to build some lifeboats. So tear those doors off the hinges. Let's, you know, let's just fucking build some lifeboats. Because we have time. We have time right now. When the shit really hits the fan, then it's too late. If you're not in a lifeboat, or if you haven't built a lifeboat by then, you're going to die. So that's why I... And I'm not trying to say America's fucked. America's the Titanic. It's going down. Uh, but America can be rebuilt. Like, I was trying to tell Kat this, because, you know, Kat's in the UK. Uh, the UK is super fucked. Like, he oh, yeah. Needs to, like, the UK is, is shows us the way. Yeah, and he needs to leave. But he's like, oh, no, you know, he's super British. He's super patriotic. And he's like, I'm going to go down with the ship. And I'm like, why? Because... You know, America, as much as I love the idea of America, America, the America I love is, is dead. It's been dead. It's a joke. So, but it doesn't mean it's gone forever. You know, you, it can be rebuilt. It's like, you know how leftists always take over really nice cities? Like California, beautiful city, the Golden Coast, fucking ruined. San Francisco, the, the most beautiful places on earth get taken over by the dumbest motherfuckers and they ruin it. And they that's really fine. They do. They do. Like Venezuela was the breadbasket of, of South America. They, had a, they have a year-round growing season. There is li literally no reason why they should be starving. It boggles the mind. And yet, here we are, they're starving. Because leftism. Nonsense. The French failed because they instituted new reforms to pay for the that debts run up by Napoleon which in turn crippled the French economy. This wasn't popular with the working man slash woman. Okay, well you're skipping the part where the beheadings turned into Napoleon. Like, you, you skipped a few pages. So you skipped all the way to Napoleon racking up debts after he took over. So you kind of glossed over that whole... Let's kill the king. It's like, you know, let's kill the king. Yeah, we did it. Democracy, brotherhood, fraternity. Oh, an emperor. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing, really. I mean, isn't an emperor the same as democracy when you think about it? Oh, it's the complete opposite. Oh, well, how'd that happen? Anyway, um, but my point is, like, when Venezuela eventually gets cleansed, uh, it, the land is still good. They'll still have a year-round growing season. It's completely repairable, but basically you need, you need, people need to feel pain. People need to hit their rock bottom. And unfortunately it's not permanent. Like the generation, like you see this people who fled the Soviet Union. Like I, I've talked to a lot of people who are either uh, directly 
from a former communist country or they have parents or grandparents who fled communism and they hate communism. You know, they'll, they'll tell stories about how bad communism was. So they're, they're good, but it takes in a couple generations, people will, will buy the same bullshit because it appeals to our emotions. You know, I want you to imagine someone who, who perceives, whether it's real or not, they perceive that they can't win. They perceive that uh, they live in this country where there's the haves and the have-nots, and they're just permanently in the have-nots. And their, their bitterness and resent, resentment and envy, it just, they want to flip the table. They want to burn it down. They want to change the rules. And they get fed deliberately by our, our academics and our teachers and the educational our own government is poisoning the minds of students telling them everything's capitalism's fault because during the cold war it's the principles biting us in the ass again uh, the mccarthy and during the mccarthy era they kicked out all these communists out of government and instead of like arresting them or murdering them because that would be against our principles we just fired them from the government okay cool so we got rid of all these communists in the government but they then just immediately got hired by the school system by colleges like these were communists that got fired from the government for being communists and then they just got immediately snatched up by the educational system so they can start educating people into communism like i i don't even i don't even know but uh well, it, there we go. So that's what happened. So I understand why somebody like people are basically default leftists because when you're a kid, like college, you know, don't have a job, not making money. You, you've been taking care of your whole life. That's all you know. So it's normal to you to be taken care of, to be told what to do by authority figures. So leftism makes sense. It's only when you get a taste of adult responsibility and freedom they start to appreciate it. But unfortunately, not everybody does that. Like some people, they get out of college or whatever. They start a job or, or become an entrepreneur. They have something that they care about and they enjoy their freedom. And then they, they go from like a, a left-wing college kid to a more right-leaning you know, adult. But what if you don't do that? What if you, what if you major in some bullshit that doesn't lead to a career? So instead of going out there and becoming a productive adult and valuing your freedom, you just rack up a bunch of debt, can't find a job, and uh, the whole time everybody's telling you it's not your fault, it's actually blank. It's white supremacy, it's the patriarchy, it's the Jews, it's something else, not you. It's emotionally soothing to have someone else to blame for your problems. It's painful to confront pro mistakes you've made. And also, like... The fact that these kids are making these life-altering decisions completely uninformed. Like, asking a 17-year-old what he wants to be and having him take out a $100,000 loan that's going to take him decades to pay back and basically change the trajectory of his entire life. Because if you're spending the first couple decades of your life paying back a student loan on a degree that you don't even use, that's decades of your life you're not saving for retirement. And that means now you're dependent on the government to take care of you in your retirement because you spent your entire working life paying back a student loan for a useless degree. Because when you were 17, you were give, you were basically ill-informed 
and you got paperwork shoved in front of you that you signed because you didn't understand it. You thought you were doing the right thing because you trusted these authority figures who were just setting you up to become a slave. And I'm just, I'm just a monkey on YouTube. You know, I'm just trying to do what I can until I get deplatformed inevitably. But you know what? You said it really the best the other day when you said that the left is winning and the right is just looking for a way to lose gracefully. Well, that's not even, that's not in general. That's like, it's because of the principles. Um, in fact, okay. Remember how we're talking about that article about the, the guy who threatened to defend himself against Antifa and the red flag laws were invoked and they took all of his guns. Yep. Some, someone's in the comment section that actually a Republican is the one who called the FBI on him. Yeah. It's like, there I you thought go. I realized that from the uh, beginning. I didn't. I didn't even know that. I thought it was Antifa. So, yeah, no, we're we're fucked. The, the right has no no prayer, no prayer. Like the right is eating itself. It's actively trying to eat itself because they know the left. Well, hold on. Let's see what Celsius has to say. Napoleon is not democracy. He never painted himself as such, and Europe never say him as one either. That is why the Seventh Coalition declared Napoleon an enemy of Europe, not France itself. Napoleon and France are complete alien entities of each other. Okay, so again, the the people rose up, slew the king, and you know, like the famous "Let them eat cake, let's put you in the guillotine, cut your head off," and all these French philosophers like uh, Rospierre, what I can't remember all their names. You know, they, they wanted this whole fraternité, egalité, whatever bullshit. They were going to create this new egalitarian, uh, you know, rep democracy. And it was a complete fucking failure. And then Napoleon took power. That's what happened. Now, you could be like, oh, Napoleon wasn't democracy. No shit. That's like saying Stalin wasn't communism. Technically, that that's true. Because communism is all about equality, and, tech, and Stalin was a brutal dictator, so that's not equal. So technically, he wasn't com He just used communism to take power. Because he, I don't know if you knew this, equality, which is the central tenet of communism and the left in general, that's actually not how the reality works. People aren't equal, like at all. Not just across races or genders, but even two individuals, two twin brothers. With the same fucking genes, raised in the same house by the same parents, are not going to be equal. Nobody's equal. Equality is a complete lie. And when you pursue a lie, bad things happen. Sargon of Akkad has the same problem. He can see the destruction of his nation, yet he refuses to leave. Well, because look, he I, thinks it's savable. Uh, well, I don't know if it's just naive, uh, but I don't know. Like it's like the right in general. Um, they don't have a plan. They don't have a tactic. They have no path. I've thought about this. Like, what are the viable paths to victory? And there really isn't one. The, the, the only, like, it's not realistic. Uh, sure, if all men rose up and took women's rights away, we'd have this whole thing, you know, tied up neatly before dinner. But that's not going to happen. Uh, you're not going to get, I don't even know, like, I don't know. Like, in fact, again, there was a, a Pew Research poll. And the, which is a fairly, I mean, it wasn't, or was it Pew? I think it was Pew. But uh, they, they asked men, men in America, American men, uh, do you agree with this statement uh, that uh, women's rights, have they, has it gone too far? 
has it is it just right or do women not have enough rights? Now this isn't like in 2018. It was fairly recent. So I think it was uh, this is off the top of my head. I apologize if I you know misstate the numbers. 42% of men men said that women um, didn't have enough rights. 44% said women had the perfect amount of rights. And 12% said that they had too many rights. That means out of the entire country of America, among men, like 86% of, of men are cucks and feminists. 86! So, can we save America? Absolutely fucking not. When 86% of the men are cucks and feminists, it is done. We are fucked. So, here's what I need you to do. I want you to, this idea of we're going to save America, that is not going to happen. What we can do, what we must do, is we must preserve the values that made America great. So that we can rebuild a new, better America once the left installs their inevitably failed bullshit and it fails for the 40th fucking time in a row. <laughs> would going back on the gold standard will be a good or bad thing? My friend said there are not enough gold and would crash the economy and deflation is a bad thing. Well, okay, so this is the reason why we have the Fed. So if we were on the gold standard, the government couldn't print money when it didn't have enough gold to back the money it wanted to print. However, without the ability to print money, you have to tax or you have to cut spending. If the if the people want the if the people demand we want to we want this shit, you have to pay for it. If you can pay for it by either cutting spending somewhere or by raising taxes on people. You see exactly where this leads. Look at France. I, we keep bringing up France. I don't know why. France keeps coming up these conversations. Remember the yellow vest riots? What that, they're still going what, on. They're, they're still going on, apparently. I didn't even know that. So what started the Yellow Vest riots were a gas tax because the people voted and they wanted, oh, we got to fight global warming. And then, okay, well, because the France is on the euro standard, they can't just print money from nothing. So ha being on the euro standard is very similar to being on the gold standard. The country doesn't have the ability to just print as much money as it wants. They're restricted. They either have to it, raise taxes or borrow from the EU. Right, or they can they can cut spending. However, <laughs> all of those options lead to riots, all of them. So if they cut spending, people riot. If they raise taxes, people riot. You can't win. However, because people are fucking stupid, if you print money and cause inflation, no one riots. And that's why we got off the gold standard in the first place. It, it allows the government to tax you by causing inflation and you don't riot because you're fucking stupid. You're too fucking stupid to see that inflation is a tax. And your stupidity keeps you from rioting so the government can tax you without really taxing you. So it's actually brilliant. Like that, that's how you... That's how you manage this gaggle of retards known as democracy. You have to fool them into thinking they're getting something for free by straight up lying to them and by having like the Fed pretend to be a private bank when it's not. Why did gays actually want their marriages legalized? The more I think about it, at best, they just wanted tax breaks. At worst, divorce lawyers wanted more clients. You know what? I've 
I've asked that question, it has everything to do with government benefits and insurance. So if you are married, you can add your spouse to your life insurance. Uh, you could add your spouse to your Social Security, uh, other benefits, other things tied to your job and government. So you can like there are spousal benefits. So like you work and you die, your spouse gets your Social Security or whatever. But until gay couples were recognized, uh, they couldn't do that. You couldn't put your your gay lover on your life insurance. You couldn't put your gay lover on as your social security uh, beneficiary because it was spouse only. And um, the whole thing about uh, civil civil unions, that didn't fix it because the laws had the word marriage in the law. So they either had to reform like a hundred laws. So a hundred laws had to be reformed in order to allow anyone to just designate another adult which is what they should have done, honestly. Get the government the fuck out of marriage. It's a religious sacrament anyway. Like, if you're an adult and you want to designate another adult on your insurance or on your benefit, who fucking cares? It's none of your goddamn business. But because these laws and regulations were all about marriage, uh, gay couples wanted those same benefits for their their partners. That's what this is all. They don't care about, like, going to a church and actually saying I do and having a priest and throwing rice. They don't care. It's all about government benefits and insurance. So all these religious dipshits who, like, you know, holding up the signs like, God hates fags and whatever, all that dumb shit. All they had to do, they could have reformed the hundred or so laws. They could have reformed all these regulations and laws to make everybody just, you know, you're an adult, you want to designate another adult, whether they're a man or a woman, your brother, homeless crackhead on the street, who cares? It's your insurance, it's your benefit. Designate an adult. Any adult you want. But no, that was too hard. So, you know, now we have gay marriage. That It's whatever. And yeah, there are gay... Div- now, here's what's fucked up. Uh, when gay couples get divorced, whether they're gay or lesbian, uh, the assets get split 50-50. There's no gynocentric bias. If there's children... Both partners get 50-50 joint custody by default. Whereas when it's a heterosexual man and a heterosexual woman, it's like 93% to the woman. So if you were lesbians, then you get 50-50. But when you're a heterosexual man, you get 7, she gets 93. Ain't that a bitch? So anyway. My, my back to the back to the whole thing, my original topic what i'm trying to do with the whole like how to be a winner series oh my goodness hold on everyone keeps shitting on france i don't know why if it wasn't for france you'd still be under the yoke of the empire and the world would be a better place typical americans ungrateful for what the french did for you in your hour of need okay well you know i don't know where to like we can go back in time to a whole lot of things. I mean, I, I don't want to bring up WW2, but, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe don't be retarded instead of trying to hold on to the glory of 200 fucking years ago. Uh, anyway, uh, my whole my whole thing about, like, how to be a winner is I'm trying to save one more starfish. And if you're unfamiliar, there's, like, this poem thing about a boy on the beach and like the tide had come out and there were a bunch of star sh- starfish along the beach and he was picking up starfish and throwing them back into the ocean and an old man went up to the boy like what are you doing 
There's this beach goes on for miles. There's hundreds of starfish here. They're gonna they're gonna suffocate before you can get to like ninety percent of them. You can't save all these starfish. You, you can't make a difference. And he picked up another starfish and threw it in the ocean. He said, "I made a difference to that one." And that's all I'm trying to do. So maybe I save a couple more people. Maybe a couple people form a community. Maybe values are 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 taken and protected. Because leftism doesn't work. It never works. So the left's going to win. They're going to eradicate the right. Then they're going to eat each other. Then they're going to starve, possibly enslave each other. It depends. Do they go full Venezuela or they go full like Stalin? I don't know. So they might just starve like Venezuela or they might enslave each other like Russia. I don't know. But either way, it's destined to fail. After the mountain of bodies decays and rots, after the blood and tears and horror that is the left burns itself out yet again, then there will be a time to rebuild. Now, if, if the right is completely wiped out and nobody's prepared, and everyone's dead, then we have a dark age. We have a, a literal no shit unironic dark age because all this shit's going to be destroyed. We're going to have to rebuild from fucking scratch. It's going to be it's going to suck. However, if there are some communities of people who endure and preserve, then as soon as the the leftist government burns itself out, then there can be a rebuilding. And then a new America can or it doesn't have to be called fuck, you know, we don't have to call it America. Call whatever the fuck we want. Uh, but a new country can be established based on freedom and liberty and all that good shit that made America the greatest country that ever existed. Because it certainly wasn't France. France is a piece of shit. Go fucking go riot for the 20th year in a row. L let me know how that works out for you. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, I can't I can't save the West. I can't save America. But like, what is the West? What is America? What is a society? It's people. A, a society is just people. So if we save people and those people carry on the values and the history and the knowledge that made the society great, then that society won't die. It only dies if the people die. So I'm trying to save the people so that these values and these things can be carried forward into a new, a new hopefully brighter future. And so I talk about things like we need to stop this bullshit of my principles the right needs to fucking start cracking skulls. This bullshit of letting the left always... Like, when the right wins, they always let the left go. It's like fucking Batman and the Joker. You know, like, Batman wins, and instead of just snapping Joker's neck and being done with his bullshit, he takes him to Arkham so he can escape again and do it all over. It makes for good comic books. You know, you don't want to kill the Joker. I mean, that's like their whole... The whole thrust of the, uh, the you know, the series. But in real life, imagine... You were living in Gotham City, and there's this homicidal serial killer clown murdering hundreds of people, and he'd be arrested by Batman or Commissioner Gordon or somebody, and they keep locking him up, and he keep escaping and killing more people. How long would it be until you're like, fucking kill him! Like, just end his shit. He's killing hundreds of people. I don't give a shit how insane he is. Put a fucking bullet in his head. That's just, but the right is like Batman, like, no, 
I cannot. Then I'll be just like him. Meanwhile, hundreds of people are dying all the time. Like, please. (laughs) No, I can't be like that. I must be stronger. I'm Batman. That's what, and then eventually the Joker gets lucky. Eventually the Joker wins. And then he doesn't spare Batman. And then the right's fucked. That's every fucking time. The m- principles always fucks us. Every single time. Yeah. Oh, someone started the music bot. Thank you. Anyway, okay. Let's let's do some banana questions. Before uh, that, can I can I tell you about something funny? What's up? So I'm in this group. I'm this. I'm in this group of high functioning autistic Jews, and they said to me the other day they want to start a buddy cop series with a based vaping Jew and an anthropomorphic monkey who solve crimes while taking away women's rights. Spoiler alert: In every episode, the feminist did it. Donation one of four for the doll giveaway. For those who didn't know yet, want to give some support for Phil and the industry but don't need a doll myself. So thought, why not really make someone else's day, someone who won't but couldn't afford one yet? All right, well, thank you, George. All right, so I will note that uh, that money is designated for the doll giveaway. I'm also talking to Phil about doing some kind of um, promotion once I once I get the book published, because the book is about a sex doll. So gets, I'll get we'll get some promotion going. And it'll definitely be out before the holiday season. So that'll be fun. All right, so... Did you say TFM? Oh, is that actually Cat? Oh, I guess, no, Shogun's not here, so that must actually be Cat and not a recording. All right. No, I finished... Yeah, I finished the sequel to The Doll on My Balls called The Doll on My Balls Rides Again. I was trying to get it published, but I'm I'm running into issues with Amazon, so I'm going to have to uh, get it formatted... But it should be published probably in a week. Depends on how long what, it takes me to figure out. What does it do with the music? What's wrong with the music? Uh, well, it wasn't playing. Oh, because I for- I had to take a shit. Like, during the 10-minute countdown, I had to go shit. And I forgot to turn the music on when I got back. Okay, cool. Yep, you gotta have All your right. priorities. I know. Yeah. You need to work on yours. Look, when Just nature saying. calls, when I nature calls. I love you, TFM. I love you, TFM, but yeah. I don't know what you're referring to. All right. So, all right. Here's a question. Say we do get rid of women's rights tonight. How do we get the blue pill men from bringing it back ASAP? They'd still greatly outnumber red pill men and would bring it back out of feels or spite. Yeah, this is why America's fucked. So you have to convert those men to seeing that taking women's rights is what they want. So and I I thought this I thought this was gonna be an easy sell. Like I tried to make the pitch to the alt right. Hey, alt right, you don't want to go extinct, right? You wanna like the white race to continue? Well, take your white woman's rights away and have your white babies. Ta-da! And then the immigrants will self-deport. You win. Any thoughts on the Nordic model? Um yeah, I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. But the alt right's like, no, we only want to talk about Jews all day. It's like, but you're going extinct. Oh, you're a Jew shill. It's like, okay, well, enjoy extinction. And then I tried to talk to the uh, the kind of centrist right about how, you know, like they talk about how uh, the government's gotten too big and spending's out of control and they try to make the case, but nobody's listening because the average voter has a vagina and doesn't care. So, 
you know, if you want to shrink the size of the government, you want to get rid of the welfare state, you got to take women's rights away. And they're like, no, my principles. So, no, I, I've made the case. Like, literally, if you take women's rights away, you get what you want. Whatever the thing you want is, unless you're a leftist, of course, because then you're going to die. But uh, if you're on the right, if you want smaller government, you got to take women's rights away. If you want to save the white race, you got to take women's rights away. Empowering women is destroying the world. And no one's interested. Everyone's like, no, no my one. principles. No one wants to hear it. So, yeah, um, basically, hypothetically, if I had, like, Superman powers, I could literally, like, snap my, or, like, Thanos power, had, like, the fucking uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, sure, I could take women's rights away, and I could also Thanos snap the cucks away. But then, again, here's what's fucked up. Imagine I Thanos snapped all the cucks away. 86% of the men in America would be gone. 86%! Like, our our country would collapse. We can't run a country with only 12% of the male population. So, no, it, it's completely fucked. <laughs> you can't save it. So, I'm not trying to save it. I'm, I'm trying to save you. If you're listening to the show, you're who... I'm putting all my hope in you. You need to live. You need to carry on. Like the uh, the society lives in you. Because TFM is the Ro Roman library. I, well, I'm not going to oversell it. I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, if leftism wins, if if we go slowly into that dark good night, then it's it's over. Because if you look at human history, it's basically just kings and emperors and dictators and this concept of a free society. It's very unusual. It's very precious. And if you look at what America did, the huge growth in wealth, pulling people out of poverty, increasing people's standard of living, scientific advancement, it was all because of freedom. The freedom to explore and to ask questions, to go against religious dogma, to you know seek a profit and offer a product or service that no one's ever thought of before without entrenched interest telling you no because it might take away jobs. You know, like, freedom and capitalism and liberty transformed the world. And it's going to go back. It's going to go back to the Dark Ages. We're going to go back to being serfs and slaves. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that for anyone, whether I'm alive to see it or not. You know, the, the world would be better if there's freedom and scientific advancement and everything. Like, you I don't know. Like, it, there's the case is so strong, but the principles get in the way. Like, everyone agrees. Well, not everyone. Don't want to be too hyperbolic, but most people agree that freedom is good and freedom is worth fighting for. Like, great. So freedom is worth, or they say, freedom is worth dying for. So they'll, they'll fight for it. They'll die for it. But then when it comes to taking women's rights away, they, they, they. That's too, too much. So they'll go to war against. Too far. So they'll go to war against another country. They will kill men of another nation all day long in the name of freedom. But they won't take their own women's rights away. I, I, don't under, I don't understand that. You're willing to kill someone, but you're not willing to tell women no? Telling women no is harder than killing someone. Because if there was, like, if we were being invaded by China or, I don't know, the, the Ottoman Empire Part 2, 
uh, everyone would pick up a gun and they'd like defend America, you know, defend freedom because we can't let the Reds take over. But then when your own women are destroying your country and selling you out and enslaving you, everyone just, they shrug their shoulders like, what can we do? They have vaginas. We couldn't possibly do that. Right. It's like, you know, they're weaker than, like, they can't stop you. Like, they can't do shit. Like, all you have to do is stop enabling them. Like, women are like, it's like these women who want to be engineers and they need uh, lower standards. They need more time on tests. They need quotas and affirmative action. Like, all you have to do is stop basically forcing them to win. Like, they can't win at all if you stop letting them win. Just stop letting them win and they lose. But they're like, oh, we can't do that. Like, but you're going to die. Everything you love is going to die. And the the women, these these brave women that you love so much, they're going to die too. <laughs> like every like all the everything you think you're preserving with your principles will all burn with you. And your your women will become the war brides and rape slaves of the patriarchy. But it just won't be your patriarchy. It'll be Muhammad's patriarchy. Or someone, it would be someone's patriarchy because leftism doesn't fucking work. So, like, I don't understand it. Like, the, the case is so crystal clear. But nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear it. It's like a, I don't even know what, I don't even know, like, how many, what what to compare this to. It's like I'm one of those, uh, one of those scientists in, like, the 1500s or some shit who discovered, I don't know, germs and I'm trying to tell everyone, like, sterilize your equipment because you're killing, you're giving everyone gangrene. And, like, I'm trying to tell people about germs and no one believes me. And they're, like, they're all dying. And they're all, like, calling me crazy. And it's like, you're all fucked and I'm trying to save you, but no one cares. No one wants to hear what I'm saying. So, all right. I, again, like, I can't save, the average person's a fucking retard. But... If, you know, I'm not saying, like, I'm not trying to suck anyone's dick or anything, but, like, if you're listening to this show and you've heard my content, you've you probably thought about my arguments, you probably figured I'm right. Even if you Thanos snapped all the cucks and feminists away, they would just show up again. I believe it's called Dove and Hawk part of game theory. Also, there's a new cuck movie coming out. The title is Cuck. Oh, God. Really? <sighs> I don't, I'm not, yes. I'm not even... I'm not even surprised. No, yeah, so... Yeah, so TFM, um, what's you up? did ignore a question. I'm not, well, I'm not saying you ignored it, but okay. um, thoughts on the Nordic model. Oh, okay. Well, so the, ac well, actually, can I interject here as a Nordic person? Oh, no, no, before, exactly. before you interject, I, I want to hear TFM's point on this. Um, and well, uh, you go ahead. After well, TFM. I want to hear what right, TFM okay. says about Are you this. ready? Sorry, TFM, go ahead. So, the, so people thoughts say... The Nordic model. Uh, all right, thank you. So the Nordic model, um, it's basically they're very pro-business. Is Scandinavian sh cat? Shut up. The, uh, okay, the Nordic. I can hear you, dude. You I, I, I don't. There. Okay, I'm sorry. It's probably on your end. Anyway, no. so the in in the Nordic countries, they're very pro-business. They're not anti-business. They're not like whatever. Like in fact, if I go to the uh, uh, index of economic freedom, the Nordic countries are higher than America. The Nordic countries are more pro-business uh, than America is. They just have a huge fucking welfare state. But here's what's hilarious. Unlike in America, we don't have like 
because we have the highest corporate tax in the world. And everything's about envy and resentment and, and getting the rich, eat the rich. In the Nordic countries, people pay their own fucking taxes. You know what the income tax rate in a Nordic country is? It's like 70 fucking percent. 70 percent. Not 17 percent. Like in America, the average person pays about 25 percent. And that includes their FICA taxes. That includes FICA. 25 percent. I want you to triple your taxes. Now, you could not, like, you ever been to Ikea? You see those tiny fucking rooms? Like, oh, this is my 300 square foot house. And this guy lives in, like, a fucking closet with a pullout bed. You know why they live in those tiny fucking houses? Because they pay 70 fucking percent of their income in taxes. So, sure, they have free health care. They have free education. And they live in fucking closets. <laughs> so Bro, if you you're literally but, describing me. Well, but so my, my, my final point is people will talk about, well, Scandinavia, they're socialists and it works. Like, are you willing to pay 75% of your income in taxes and live in a closet? Well, no, let's make the rich pay. It doesn't work. If you eat the rich, you simply destroy all your jobs. And your economy collapses. You have to like, I hate when people talk about, oh, we need to help the poor. Okay, great. Let, but saying the government should help the poor is a dishonest question. Here's an honest question. Are you willing to pay $5,000 more a year in taxes? You personally willing to pay $5,000 in additional taxes to help the poor? Well, I can't afford that. Well, then we can't afford to help the poor. Oh, but they're poor. Are you willing to pay for it? Well, I need my money. Of course you do. You know who also needs their money? Everyone needs their money. So stop being generous with other people's money. Pay for it yourself or shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. And those are my thoughts on the Nordic model. Do you remember when Mitt Romney got skewered? For saying the bottom 50% don't pay any taxes, and it was true. Yeah, but it hurt their feelings. You're not supposed to say that. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. You see, the way you rule, the way you win in democracy isn't by... Uh, in fact, there was a really good video on YouTube talking about why Socrates hated democracy. And he talks about the doctor and the sweet shop owner. So imagine a doctor and a sweet shop owner are are running against each other for some office. And the doctor, the sweet shop owner points to the doctor is like, don't elect him, this man hurts you. He brings many pain upon you. He gives you shots and he makes you sick. And oh, the doctors are terrible. And the doctor is like, no, I I give you those shots to make you well. You know, I, whatever, I, I do these things to help you, to help you live a better life. The sweet shop owner just gives you candy. But in a democracy, because people are fucking stupid, we elect sweet shop owners left and right. We don't elect doctors. We don't elect the people who are actually going to help you because they, to help you, they have to hurt you. Like, I can make the case for why welfare is the worst thing ever. Like, you look at the Native Americans, welfare is cancer. Now, someone asked me, if Native Americans are so smart and welfare is so bad, uh, why don't they just turn down the welfare? And I'm like... Would you turn down free money? Like, free money. No strings attached. Here's free money. Now, even in the back of your mind, if intellectually you can appreciate welfare is going to destroy the society, it's going to make me dependent, it's going to do all these horrible things, but you're being offered free money. You're really going to say no? You're going to say, no, I don't want your free money. I'm going to go 
bust my fucking ass in a 9 to 5. No, you're not. You're going to be like, free money, hooray. That's, that's what happens. Even if intellectually you appreciate that welfare is bad, you're going to take it because free money. And if you say no, you're fucking lying. You wouldn't turn down free money. And then once you're dependent on it, once the government starts adding strings to it, well, then it's too late. Because now you need it. And Because down... every time you put a new government program in, it never goes away. That's why they want socialized medicine so bad. Because once it's in place, it doesn't matter how bad of a, of a colossal failure it is, it'll never go away. Oh, right. Of course. Well, it will go away, but it'll go away all at once. Like, everything will go away. So right, right. now you have it'll all collapse. these... You have you have all these welfare programs, all these spending programs. Uh, we're not repealing shit. We're not reforming shit. We're not doing anything. We're going to hit the wall at full speed, and all these programs will go away at the same time. So every, instead of just, hey, you know, we're going to taper off of this program, we're going to end this program. No, it's going to be, and no one gets anything. All government services are shut down. And then you see, like, the fucking purge announcement. Please stay indoors during the purge. All emergency services are shut down. And everyone, all you're going to hear is screaming and fire and guns. Well, that, that's why the, the government is very keen on disarming people. They do not – they know it's coming. The government will run out of money in the next, like, 15, 20 years. They know that will happen. So they don't want the people to be armed when it happens. They want to make sure that they take your guns away before it happens because they don't want people to possibly rise up and slay them. So uh, look forward to that. Point. Yes. Um, so, the origins of the Nordic model. Where do you think it comes from? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Scandinavia. Oh no, no. I, mean, I know it comes from Scandinavia. We, we both know it comes from Scandinavia. But I don't know. Where did the genesis of the Nordic model? How did it come into play? I don't know. Would you say that you know the Vikings? The, I don't know. The Enlightenment. Yeah. The Enlightenment. So okay. when you had people starving and dying and, you know, spreading the plague and all this other shit. Now, I, listen, I'm, I'm not saying I agree with it. I think that, you know, people need to fucking evolve past the Enlightenment and evolve past uh, history and, you know, what happened in certain places. But anyway, right. getting back to the point. A lot of people starved and died and um, there was a lot of people that didn't well a lot of people in the higher echelons of society weren't happy with the status quo so this is where the nordic model came from they wanted to it was a sort of the pursuit of happiness for europeans can do you appreciate okay. that well sure that in the 18, in the 1800s you had private capitalists building libraries like carnegie and shit like that uh, building hospitals and libraries and colleges, trying to make America better, completely really? privately. But uh, no, here's like the, the Nordic model is somewhat sustainable. Now it's going bankrupt slowly, but because people are paying for like here's the thing, I have no problem with high taxes. You just have to be willing to pay for the government you want. If you're saying you know what we want the government to do X. And I'm willing to pay higher taxes for it. Tax the shit out of me. I want to live in a fucking closet. But as long as you provide this good or service. Okay, that, that can work. It may not be efficient. Uh, there may be a lot of waste, fraud, and abuse. But it's at least, you know, sustainable.
TFM, just wanted to say that you're the number two stream on all of DLive right now. You're at 1300 and the top is 3700. Keep it up man. Also Cat, stop doing that thing you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, stop stop <laughs> doing you. that thing you're doing. No, okay, you so can eat my ass, mate. So I oh shit, my fucking ass. No, okay, so if, if basically there's two ways for you to pay for something, you have to raise your taxes or you have to cut spending. So if we would agree to do one of those two things, we can actually have a sustainable society. So if people are like, hey, we want the government to provide free health care, okay, what do you want to cut? Should we cut education? Should we cut the military? Should we cut uh, Social Security, well, Medicare? All of Europe. They don't pay for their. They don't pay for their military. <clears throat> oh do. right, right. They, yeah, but I'm talking. Um, but if imagine America cutting their military to pay for socialized medicine, then no one has a military, and then like some army invades. They're like, America, help us! And America's like, we don't have a military. Oh fuck! Yeah, and then they're like about? planes. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, Aah! there's like bombs going off, and fucking everyone's getting shot. And it's like, oh fuck, we didn't think about this. So yeah, that that you know would end. What would happen well. though? You know what would happen? They would riot in France. They would. They would riot in France. They love to do that. It solves so many problems. Uh, anyway, so if you if you agree to cut spending, there's no problem. In fact, like I just I had this like thought experiment. If I were like a a, a libertarian dictator, as crazy as that sounds. So here's what I do. Imagine I was like a dictator. People would come to me. And they'd want to petition for, like, they're basically special interest groups. So if someone come to me and like, oh, we want more funding for this. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Uh, so where's the money going to come from? And they'd be like, well, that's your job. I'm like, no, no, like, let's work together. Where should we come with the money? Who's, whose money should we take to pay for this? And whatever they say, I bring them in. And then I say, she wants to take your money to pay for this. And it's like, but I need my money. Like, let's say like, we need to tax businesses. So I bring in the businesses. And they're like, but we need our money. We're, we provide jobs. But well, then who should pay for it? And basically, I get everyone in the room until they fucking see that nothing is free. Until they appreciate the fact that the government cannot give what it does not first take. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And so, when, no, may, I, maybe when I, they appreciate that, we can have an honest conversation. Are you willing to pay for this shit yourself? Not the rich, not businesses, not some anonymous third party. Are you willing to pay for the spending that you want yourself? If the answer is right. yes, then we can do it. Or are you willing to I, cut spending on the programs that you like to pay for this other program that you like? If the answer is yes, we can do it. The problem is everyone, they want like, I want it all. I want it now. I don't want to pay for it. So, you know, all we can do then is inflate the currency, which causes a lot of problems down the road, and it does it's unsustainable. I, I can understand where you're coming from. However, if you ask like, Hold sorry, on. let's just hear this person. Is out. there a place I can go to download any of your videos? I know you don't have a problem with that as long as the ideas are getting out there. Uh there is a program I use called 4K Downloader. You could literally just put in the URL of the YouTube video and download it. It also works on BitChute. So just type in 4K Downloader, and uh, there you go. And you can download it. I use onlinevideoconverter.com. Halsey, can you do me a favor, mate? Every time you what talk, we do I can to defend hear. ourselves from the communist techno barbarians. Um, I mean, I can't get into specifics, but uh, you could use your imagination, I would imagine. I mean, it's not complicated. Like, how would you defend yourself against anyone? You know, you, uh, you, you try words, 
And when words fail, you try force. And uh, you keep applying force until the thread is neutralized. I'm not going to get into any more specifics than that. So you got to figure shit. And if you're talking about from a defensive standpoint, you need to basically you need to have numbers, you need to have fortifications, you need to have, and you need the ability to uh, make it not worth their while. Again, you don't need a majority, but you need to have the ability to make it not worth their while. Like if you had a very motivated. 10%, imagine 10% of the United States. 25 million people. That's a that's a fuck ton of people. It's only 10%, though. Imagine that 10% basically lived in a region of the country and they did whatever the fuck they wanted. The government isn't... 25 million people? The government isn't going to do a goddamn thing about that. They're going to let them do whatever the fuck they want and just like, all right, you do you. Because that's 25 million people. They're not so if you have the numbers, people are going to leave you alone. And if they, but you have to have the problem is uh, when you have like for example on the right, when you have your own side calling the FBI on you, when you have your own side throwing you under the bus and selling you out to try to curry favor with the other side, you can't win. You can't even hope to win. Your own side is actively sabotaging you to try to uh, lose gracefully. They know they can't win, so they're just trying to be like. The good. I don't understand why. You realize they're going to kill you, right? I mean, have you seen what happens in every single communist revolution? Careful when talking about self-defense of any kind now. The FBI or some other agency will pack your shit in now. Right. So, I mean, unfortunately, um, the right to life includes the right to self-defense. It's not even like a right granted by government. It is an inherent right of nature. So you have a right to self-defense. If someone is trying to kill you, you have a right to defend yourself. That's just, I don't, I don't like, when the day comes where that's considered like a threat. Oh, you're threatening me? No, I'm saying I have a right to defend myself. Oh, no, I have a right to kill you and uh, you can't defend yourself or you're threatening me. You're threatening me to stop me from killing you. Like, I don't even know, I, where do you even go from there? When somebody's saying, I'm going to kill you, and I'm saying, I'm going to defend myself, and they start acting like you're the aggressor because you're threatening to defend yourself, like, I don't even know what to do. At that point, it's like, okay, so we have reached peak clown world. Um, I'm going to get my hockey mask, and I'm just going to crank up BFG division, and I'll be right back. Because... But EFM, you're only describing Europe right now. That's <sighs> literally Europe right now. Well, yeah, Europe is the future. You know, and for decades, America, you know, all these dipshit leftists have always talked about how enlightened Europe Europe is. Oh, because they got rid of their guns and they have these glorious welfare programs and it's so great. And America should be more like Europe. And now they're seeing all the shit that's happening in Europe. The riots, the murders, the grooming gangs, the terrorism. And they're like, oh, this. Oh, and then the best part is uh, basically the UK doesn't even have a democracy anymore. Oh a, my god, here we go, here we go again. What happened to Brexit, Cat? What happened to Brexit? I mean, what happened to Brexit? What, what, what have I always said about Brexit? What I have what, from day dot, what have I what have I always said about Brexit? Um to eat what? your ass. I didn't say that. Okay, what I did not say that. <laughs> what did you say about Brexit? I said that the, the UK populace want to leave. 
However, we will not leave under a no-deal situation. Remember that? So what happens if they just never give you a deal? Dude, I can't hear... I can't hear what... Every time you talk, I hear the music pop. So I don't know what... I don't know what you just said there. Mm. Talk again, and then you'll... you'll I'll hear the is music box. See, there you go. Here's the music bot when I talk. Every time you talk, I hear the music bot. I don't hear you. I can hear you in the background of the music bot, but I, I can't make anything out. Okay. I, I don't know. Cry. We live in a society. All right. Well, so I, I don't know what to tell you, man. So your elected leaders don't give a shit about the people. They do whatever the fuck they want. The people just bow down and spread their ass cheeks and say no, thank no, you sir no, may I have no, that's another not, that's not the case that's not the case okay. what the issue, the issue is is that people want to leave europe however they don't want to leave under a no deal situation and i've said this to you i've said this to you. if you go back on the many many streams that we've had together i've mm -hmm. always said this no one wants to leave under a no deal situation that all right well what, what what leverage do you have to force a deal None. That we are the yeah. What do you mean have, none? What you have no leverage. You have no leverage to force a deal, wait, so you're basically sort of, wait, wait. begging them for a deal. Is that some sort of rhetorical? Are you going to let me answer the question? Okay. Yeah. What leverage do you have over the yeah. EU? We are the we are the fourth biggest economy in the entire world. That's one. Secondly, we have UK um, citizens in the uh, European Union. We have. European citizens in the UK, so they need to make a deal with us. There are people that benefit from being in our um, in our sovereign nation, and there are people in the uh, European Union that be benefit from our citizens being there. So, but what they if they say no? Dude, yeah, I can't. You can, oh, I, you have, have to turn it down yourself. I can't no one you, else can hear it. You keep talking. A, I can't it's hear just you. you. It's just you. Well, I can't. It doesn't matter. I can't hear him when he talks. I can only hear you, TFM. So. Okay. What did he say? He, he's. It doesn't matter. You don't. Okay. The it, point, it like matter. saying you have a, a large economy and you have citizens. So you know what? You know, like there are a lot of Mexican citizens in the United States. There's a lot of American citizens in Mexico. Mexico's a pretty hey, well, big economy. You're, 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 you're exploiting them, so that's a, there's a difference. You can't no, all right. So, here, look, I, let me they, tell they, you. They, hold on. They clean let me, the toilets. Let me they, tell you. you know, shut, shut up. Okay, you're, you're actually oh, wearing down my patience. Whenever, yeah, okay, whenever, whenever I hear someone talk, whenever I hear the following phrases, I lose respect for you, and I know you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. If I hear the word living wage, exploitation... Or what's the third one? Uh, oh, uh, decent job. Hey, you don't know what the fuck hey, you're talking what you, about. What, what would you call it then? What would you call it? I mean, we can use the euphemism. None of those things. Of, we can do all sorts of shit. That that's cool. But I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. Would you want to live as someone that's coming from Mexico? You know, emigrating to the U.S. I wouldn't do that. Well, You'd why rather are they live doing? In, yeah, what, you know how worse Mexico... Like, the reason why they'd rather come to America and, like, mow grass and cl clean hotel rooms is because that Mexico's is far and away, far and away better than Mexico. Mexico but you know what we... Yeah, yeah Mexico's so, a One, Mexico's a shithole, and the UK is right. not. So, what's your point? <laughs> oh, I, I disagree. 
I think the UK is well, becoming quite the shithole. You're free to disagree, but we've listen. <clears throat> when I was innocent. At the no, end of no, the day, my, my, I, my, my, the value of my pound is as strong as your dollar. So, if okay. not stronger, that uh, so okay. we, we can we can go with that. All right. Anyway, but the point is, like the things you listed as like the leverage you have over the EU, those same things apply to Mexico. Mexico has no leverage over the United States. They they can't force America to do shit. So. Neither can you. I'm pointing out the reason why I brought up Mexico is because you cannot force the European Union to do shit. And because you refuse to just walk away from the table, they can just sit there and tell you to go fuck yourself. Like you're like, hey, hey, can we make a deal? No, go fuck yourself. Oh, but but we can't leave until we make a deal. Well, I guess you can just stand out in the fucking cold and jerk off because we're not giving or you a deal. Billions and billions of yes. dollars. Who keeps talking? Every time someone keeps, I can. It's it's you, cat. I can hear any music. I know. Well, like, all right, so let's, ki let's kill the music this... bot because clearly the music bot is yeah. is is the great Satan. So I will. Uh, can someone hit the the thing? I'll just, kill it. Fuck it. Just hit. Okay. We need to work on that. One second. Let right. me find it. Take all the time you need. All right. There, there we go. Okay, but now as I was saying. What happens when you say we need a deal and they say, okay, $150 billion this year or you don't leave? You have to say, okay, then we'll walk away without a deal. Otherwise, they'll just never, ever come down. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, we get into the realm of being reasonable. Um, obviously, they're not going to ask for okay. $150,000 or whatever you said. Whatever. But let's, let's, just, let's just say that they, give, they say something and then we mm -hmm. can go back to <clears throat> our parliament. And we can decide whether that's feasible for us. Now there Isn't are. Isn't that what so, happened? That's what's no, happening. What when when what's will happened. that? When will that stop happening? Hold on. Good to see Cat back, even if he's an EU cuck. Cat, have you fucked a chick in the ass yet? If she has hemorrhoids, it's ribbed for your pleasure. <laughs> Get fucked. Okay, so guys, guys. Uh, spaghetti, <laughs> uh, thank, you, thank you for the donation. You can eat my ass, but um, all right, yeah, fuck you, dude. But anyway, uh, oh, hold on. Trump Waifu. threatened Mexico at various different repercussions if they didn't do something about migrant caravans, and they got their ass together. I have started on a plan. Where is Brexit? <laughs> okay, let's let's, let's hear. Wait, wait, hang on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a second. Can I? All can right. I just? address this person here no and we'll get back to what we we're talking about don't worry right. we're gonna get listen right. like you know trump and mexico i'm still waiting for this fucking wall where is it where's this fucking wall that they, they were never gonna build a wall yeah yeah uh, they're never gonna build well, a wall. hold on that's nothing to, okay for the, the left benefits from the votes and the right benefits from the business interests and the cheap labor yeah. neither party wants a wall their ergo there will never be a wall there was never going to be a wall but do you, do do a lot of Americans believe that? No, it doesn't yes. matter what Americans a believe. Of, a, lot, a lot of Americans believe that there was going to be this great fucking wall that was going to have machine guns, nests, and you know, well, it was going to have you heard us say that most people are stupid? China. Yeah, they're both. Oh, no, we can we can do that. There'll be a wall yeah. eventually. Don't worry about that. Cat, everything you said is a reason for the EU not to give you a deal. Because if they don't give you a deal, they get to keep everything you said was a bargaining chip. Yep.
Yep. Anyway, you, um, let's go you back have no, to... That's called lack of leverage. For the, That's the word of the day. You have no leverage. There's nothing you can threaten let's them with. Get back into, let's get back into the okay. issue. So obviously we've the got... We've got the remember the whole Northern Ireland thing that is an issue mm-hmm. that needs to be dealt with, and then mm-hmm. we've got citizens in the UK that uh, belong to the EU. We've got citizens in the EU that belong to the um, UK. There is that yeah. issue there, and also we are the fourth largest economy. We also have the Commonwealth, so a deal needs to be made. Or what? A deal needs to be made. Or what? Or we'll, or we'll go our own separate way. We'll, no, you we'll won't. Jump into the com- yes, we will. No, you I won't. I mean, you... but obviously... You ain't listen, gonna do shit! Listen, listen. The issue is, is that we're right next to the EU. We have uh-huh. a lot of ties with the EU. A lot of people are familiar with the EU, so they would like a deal. They would like a deal, and there's right. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having that mindset. If the EU don't want a deal, then... That's fine. That's I mean for me that's fine. I, I don't listen, I, I it doesn't affect me either way. However, I can understand why people do want deals with the EU. If they live in the EU, if they have family in the EU, which which a lot of UK people are doing that, you know, they're having people moving to Spain to retire. That's great. Good for them. Fine. But there's a lot of people that you know you know, whether right, rightly or wrongly, um, they think that they can just leave, and it's it's not it's not ideal. It's not ideal. Okay. I mean, you think we could just leave? It, I mean, we can. We can you just ha- leave. It's correct, you but won't. it's not ideal. It's you not ideal. To, it doesn't matter if it's ideal. Like it's it's about lever. It's about basic negotiations. Like when you're negotiating anything, you have to be willing to walk away. If the other party knows that you are unwilling to walk away, then they're going to take you for everything you have. Always, one hundred percent of the time. I mean, like I'm not even even a Jew, and I know how this works. That's not something I'm disputing. However, (laughs) there are there are economies smaller than ours. For instance, Switzerland. They have they they able to have a special deal with the EU, and they get on just fine. They get but they, just fine. You know why? They, you know how they got a special deal? They didn't say, "Oh, we." They, they, if you're willing to walk away, like this is this basic negotiation. Like you walk into a car dealership and they try to sell you a car, and you're like, "You know what? I'm not interested. Talk to you later." The that guy's probably going to throw out some crazy deal. He's going to cut you with because you're walking away. But if, if he knows you're never, you're not going to walk. You are there to buy a car. He's going to fleece you. Kat, did you not get the memo when TFM just said that the majority of voters American were otherwise, by the way, are a bunch of retards whose votes are bought? Yeah. Well, I didn't get that part. Sorry. I was I was away. Okay, you missed that. Yeah. um, The average person, American or otherwise, is a fucking retard. Uh, I think it's a it is what it is. So and when you have a democratic society, it's going to be ruled mostly by emotionalism and demagoguery. Glad to have Cat back. Am British and immigrated to the USA this year. Zero regret. The UK is not leaving the EU unharmed. Negotiating 101. Ask for everything. Yep. Boy, good yep. Mexican beer. <laughs> it's basically what you have. What you do is you you go like if you want a fifty-fifty, you want a square deal. 
You want to end on a 50-50 deal. You, uh, you initiate the negotiations by demanding everything. The other side demands everything, and then you willow it down until you uh, have a, a 50-50 deal. You go in there talking like, oh, we want a reasonable deal. They're going to be looking to laugh at you. You know who does that same thing? Men's rights activists. Men's rights activists just like, hey, feminists, we just want a square deal. We just want, we, we want equality. Isn't that what you want? Let's be reasonable. And the feminists are like, fuck you. Give us your rights. Like, oh, they're taking our rights away. Oh, it's so bad. It hurts. Oh, why are you so mean? And the feminists are like, give me more of your rights, bitch. Like, oh, no. This, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna have a conference and I'm going to give a speech that no one's going to listen to. This guy's like, I'm going to emulate myself in front of the family court and kill myself. Like, no one fucking cares. No one cares, no. and feminists don't respect MRAs because they don't have any leverage. Like the, um, you know, like the EU, um, the MRM is eating itself alive. So you know, I, I understand what you're saying there. I agree with you. So, yeah. Well, it's what it is. So, I mean, the, are I mean, you still? I, I'm, the uh, kind of a side question. Are you still dedicated to like? You know, going down with the ship when the when the when the UK goes to shit. What do you mean when the UK goes to shit? The UK will never go to shit. Oh, oh, cat, cat, cat. What are you talking about? What are we talking about here? The UK is never going to go to shit. What do I need to pull up your fertility rate? <laughs> so your fertility rate is shit. You're in we like some... you're already like this. Not this isn't even a hypothetical. You're already importing hordes of african muslims they are already there uh so it's already like they're already it's too late like you can't get rid of them like there's millions of them it's like they're like what i talk about like you have the yes how many millions can you go into specifics oh okay i will hold on i will google it Uh yeah meanwhile while you're importing all these people you're throwing regular britons in jail for malicious social media posting can you go into specifics about that? Because obviously, I, I see that as a travesty. Okay. However, uh, I'm not gonna. I mean, if you're saying that millions are being thrown in jail because of mean tweets, then I'm not gonna believe that. I'm okay. sorry. So I didn't here's say how, millions. Here's how many millions of Muslims live in the UK. Ahem. Uh, two point six million. million. Uh, two point six million in England. Seventy six thousand in Scotland. Forty five thousand in Wales. Uh, London has the greatest Muslim population. Uh, Northwest England has 356,000, and Greater London has 1.012 million. How many in Birmingham and Bradford? I don't know. You Again, you have millions of Muslims in your country right now. So it's too late. Like, you're... They are going it's to... It's, what are you going to do, Kat? What are you going to do about these millions of Muslims who live in your country? They're not going to leave, and you're a, listen, you're a giant about... pussy, cat. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, just, I, I mean, I'm I know you're like, trolling me, but you know, it's, it, I'm going to let you talk. It's fine. No, I'm just. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about these millions of Muslims who live in your I country? I don't need to. I don't need to do anything about them as long as they obey well, the laws. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, 
done. Oh my fucking god, my lungs. <laughs> it's, it's shit on cat day. <laughs> okay. Everybody. Right, so sorry, that was a slip. What, what I'm saying is, is that when they fuck up, we will deal with them. How? How? Hey. Yeah, I, I want to know how. Tell me how. We will jail them, and we or we will shoot them if they don't want to go to jail. It's as simple as that. You will? Okay. You Will you? Because, I mean, you haven't been. We have no evidence that this is true. There's there's actually counter evidence. Well, there's there's evidence that you let your children be raped in the tens of thousands and do jack fucking shit because you don't want to antagonize them. And that's that's not me, dude. Like I didn't uh, say I didn't say that was you. That's I, the I, I'm not look, cat, cat, I'm not blaming you, but the UK is fucked and you're like in denial because your your patriotism, which is very commendable, but the UK is fucked. Hang on, and hang on. Listen, you're, 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 you're under the impression that I don't recognize the issues that come with being part of the UK. I do. 100% I do. I'm, I know, I'm sure that you can appreciate that, you know, the US is not the shining beacon of fucking humanity. There are Cat, some issues with it when too. When you convert to Islam, you'll Quite still hard. be able to enjoy anal sex. Sweet cornet halal. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's true. I think actually yeah. anal sex is haram. I'm not converting to anal. I'm not convert. Sorry, I'm not converting to Islam. Mm. So I can do anal sex. So that, I'm, that, I'm that, not, that, that's haram. Not converting to Islam is haram, cat. Like I said, I'll go down with ship. I don't give a fuck. <sighs> Which uh, is fine if, if that's what you want to no, do. No, no one's no, stopping you. I I'd rather no you not. With... But you know, all right. I, you know, I can't. I can't save people who don't want to be saved. See, There's I, a difference like between going like down with you, the ship like and not acknowledging its sinking. I, I like how you appreciate that. You know, I'm not. I don't want to go down with the ship, sort of thing. But you just said what you said there, and it just. You know, I do feel kind of triggered. TFM. I think that's entire. I think it's extremely disrespectful that you can say that about my country when we birthed your country. So you know. you're like the French guy, like you're trying to hold on to shit that what happened French in the 1700s, guy? because like, oh, you're shitting on France, but without France, America wouldn't even be a country. Yeah, in the 1700s, that was him who wrote that. In, in the it's 17 a, fucking hundreds, uh, France and, and the UK were pretty badass. Then World War II happened, and America basically fucking took a big step over your dumb asses, and then ruled the fucking world. And you've never recovered, and you've gotten worse. Sorry, what, what, and, when, when was TFM, this? See, that Celestina question was cat. Was it when, well, when he was talking about shitting well, on France? It, no, oh, but yeah, yeah, you, you could you could type in any name. You, I, I don't even take that seriously because people like they'll say they're whoever. No, no, There's no, no TFM, that, that was me. Oh, I'm well, then, you, that was then me. you're retarded. <laughs> yeah, but you have a tiny cat brain, so I mean, yeah, it's okay. Right. I'm not going to hold yeah. it against you. I won't hold it against you either. You know, we, we should get our brains checked. I'm, I'm, I'm guar I guarantee that my brain would be, my cat brain would be bigger than your monkey brain. I, I sincerely doubt that. Like, I, no. <laughs> There's not a chance in hell that's true. Right. But anyway, sorry. Um, we we've spent a lot of time on this subject. Um, I didn't yep. think that we. Wait, I'm you not here, lost. Yep. Wait, no, sorry. What do dickers... Sorry, apologies. Uh, hold on.
Let's see what's going on here. Cat, you realize that you are one of the principled people that TFM is talking about when he mentions the principled right that want to lose gracefully? Wanting to go down with the ship. Mm-hmm. The sad thing is, like, I don't care, like, these, these fucking cucks. They want to die because of my principles. I don't really care. I prefer them not because they're potential allies and we need the numbers. But, like, I actually like Cat. Cat's my friend. And so it, it hurts even more on, like, a personal level. Listen, TFM, I love you too, dude, but I'm just not, I'm, I ain't fucking leaving, dude. It's just as simple as that. I don't care. You can talk, listen, you talk, you talk a lot of shit to me about the mm. UK. It's fine. I don't give a fuck, but I ain't going nowhere. This is my home. So. All right. Well, it, it'll be your home until the end of your days. So, all right. Let's, this is a question you'll appreciate, Kat, because it's about America. Uh, for non-American viewers, why is the U.S. the country of mass shootings at schools? Cat, well, you I'll claim that, that the U.K. is the fourth largest economy in the world, but it's sixth behind the U.S., China, Japan, Germany, and India. Cat, you're drunk. Boycott Mexican beer and stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's only off by two. It's not it's whatever. He may be referencing uh, that, yeah, older that was, data. No, no, no. I think I think no, no. Zontar is correct. Um, <clears throat> so he he is correct. I I think. I mean, there's there's many different there's different figures. It's four, four, six. It, it depends. Star country, so, we ripped it out of your that. greedy hands and made it better with only fifteen percent of people dragging everyone else with them into the future. It's not perfect, and it is failing. At least we people like TFM assuring us to the lifeboats. Yeah. Well, like, you know, America is like the, the founding fathers. They gave us everything we need and it worked for a while until it didn't. It really fucked up during the progressive era. So we just need to fix that. And like we can have we can we can have like a, a great country that can propel humanity forward. But unfortunately, um, yeah, there's going to have to be a lot of pain. Once enough people have felt enough pain, enough... Are, did you rip your pants, or did you just fart into the microphone? What is going oh. on? I'm, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, did you rip your pants or something? No, I put... What, can, can you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Are you, like, sorry. rubbing the microphone against your vinyl pants? Yeah, yeah. Like some, yeah. some gay no, no, ASMR? What are you doing? I'm trying to muffle the sound so that I can do some stuff in my kitchen. Why so, don't you just mute yourself? All right, one second. Holy shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Anyway. All right, to, add, to answer the question about mass shootings at schools. So here's the, here's the thing is America has guns. I don't know if you knew this. It's kind of what we're famous for. Most other countries have banned guns and whatever. America has a very healthy gun culture. So a lot of people die at the hands of guns. Now, a lot of people report this and say, oh, my gosh, America has so much gun crime. And you compare it to other countries that ban guns. Of course, there's less gun crime because there's less guns. Duh. But if you look at total crime, it's actually not what you would expect. There's a lot of countries that have vastly more violent crime, even with gun control laws. And in fact, the places in America that have the worst gun crime have very high gun control laws. As far as the school shooting, it's actually because of uh, the, 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 it's a soft target. Uh, so because it's a gun-free zone, 
someone knows they can go to school and shoot it up and whatever. Now, people ask, like, why aren't there any school shootings in the hood? It's because there were. Back in the day, kids would bring guns to school and have gang wars all the goddamn time. So they have, like, metal detectors, and they basically – schools in the inner cities, cities <coughs> they're like airports or prisons where they basically wand you down and make you put everything through a metal detector. So in the hood, it's really hard to shoot up a school because it's basically a prison and it's really hard to get a weapon in there. But if, is that what you want? Do you want to like basically have to go through TSA every time you walk into a building? Because whatever. It's honestly, it, you know, in, in it, it's crazy. TSA. But if you look at it. Oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, the question was interesting because it was asking non-Americans' perspective why it was school shooters. And I can answer that because they okay. want to keep our firm gun laws here in Europe. They want to keep the popular sentiment as gun bads, no guns good. And so every single anti-gun bullshit propaganda you see in the U.S., like, oh, look at all those homicides by guns, which also includes all the cops who shot criminals, for example. All those bullshit stats, that's all they get. The Europe, the Europe, that's all they get. They want to look up anything else which is pro-gun. They're going to have to first speak English, which is not always the case. And secondly, they're going to have to fight, find alternative websites and more and more with 2020 coming up. You see what I mean? Mm. That makes sense. No, it's <clears throat> basically most – they're trying to ban rifles even though less than 5% of crimes and murders are, sh are done with rifles. 3%. 3%. 3% are done with rifles, but they need to ban rifles because it has nothing to do with crime. It has nothing to do with school shootings. It's They need to disarm people because when the government runs out of money, they need to make sure the people don't have guns. If the people have guns and the government runs out of money, things are going to get very, very interesting. <laughs> and they want to make sure things do not get very, very interesting. So that's why they're pushing gun control so hard. They want to make sure you're nice and disarmed before uh, the government runs out of money and cuts you off so you can't riot. And I mean, what do you think all these red flag laws are about? They're about oh, yeah. veterans and they're about men. <clears throat> yep, and they're also pathologizing masculinity with uh, toxic masculinity. Now, look, the government has like 10 years, 10 years to ban guns. If they don't ban guns before the government runs out of money, there's going to be blood. The people, when the, I want you to imagine, just imagine the government runs out of money so you're all these welfare programs you're completely dependent on social security medicare it's all gone all gone and also now the government has no money essentially the government is shut down a permanent government shutdown and now life will still go on there'll still be businesses and, and doing bit but there's no more government so things are going to get really violent really quickly and the government is going to have to try to impose martial law, but I don't really know what they're going to pay people with. But if people have guns, like there are more guns, like the American people buy more guns than like the military every year. Like there are more guns in America than the soldiers spend, you know, whatever. There aren't enough soldiers. to Like if the people rise up, there, there aren't enough soldiers to stop them. Even with America spending basically more than every other country in the world combined, uh, there isn't enough military to stop a full-on civilian uprising. But if you disarm them, if you take people's guns away, 
then you can control them. You can control you. One person can control a thousand if he's the only one with a gun. But one person against a thousand, and everyone has a gun, even if they're like hunting rifles or AR-15s. Oh no, they're fucked. They, and they know they're fucked. Which is why they have to disarm the American people before they run out of money. Otherwise, there's going to be there's going to be blood. So it's all propaganda. It's all part of the the master plan to get us back onto that that uh that surf 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 life, you know. Work in that field. Uh, let's see. Does the GI Bill pay for the entirety of university, including books? No. It, it well, the GI Bill will pay for your tuition plus your BAH for your rank. Usually, e, I think it's E five BAH, and your BAH. If, but you have to be a full time student to get the BAH, uh, and you can use that to pay for your books, which is what I did. So potentially. But it's not automatic for your books. Uh, it's you have to be a full time student. You get your BAH, and then you use your BAH to pay for your books. But you have to be a full time student. So I now I was able to work full time and be a full time student without too much difficulty. But it is hard. Is the MRA movement still worth defending? Well, was it ever? Well, no. Here's the thing. I, I passively support the MRAs. The fact that they were labeled a hate group, when they took every single precaution they could possibly take to avoid that, they like they self-policed. You know, they made sure no like someone like me talking about taking one's rights away would have been driven far away from MRAs. The MRAs basically they're egalitarians. They are second wave feminists. They just want equality for men too. That's all they wanted. They didn't want to take women's rights away. They just wanted equality for men. Which is what feminists claim to want, but then when push comes to shove, they they want everything, and uh, you know whatever. You and honestly, you cannot. Like the only way to liberate women is to enslave men. Like there was a tweet I think Halsey you sent it to me. It's about a woman saying that you can't tell a woman in a uh, an abusive relationship to just leave because she might be financially dependent on the abusive man. And you can't tell a sex worker, a sex worker just to get a, another job because she might be financially dependent on the money she makes from sex work. The only way to free these women is you have to have the government give them welfare. Only when women are taken care of by welfare are they free. But the only way to have that welfare is to enslave men and forcibly take their money to give to the women. So the only way to liberate women is to enslave men. Now, that's... That's the problem. The MRA tried to uh, combat that by saying, like, we all need to be free, but we also all need to be responsible. Again, like with the Nordic model, if you're willing to pay for it yourself, we have no problem. But no one wants to pay for it themselves. They want the other guy to pay for it. Women want men to pay for it. The working class want the rich to pay for it. Everybody has some kind of scapegoat they want to pay for their shit so they don't have to. And that's why it doesn't work. So women do not want to take responsibility. And so they have to enslave men. And men tried to kick up a fuss, and they got labeled a hate group for it, simply for asking for equality. Uh, now, the lesson to be learned from the failure of the MRM is that, like, you, we need to stop doing that. Like, again, you know, like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. The rights only play 
is to make the case as they lose battle after battle as the you know like if it's a football game they keep losing yards to communism they never gain any yards they only lose yards sometimes they they take a knee and they run out the clock and they keep the left from advancing anymore but they never move the ball away from communism it always just it pauses and then it moves again later and there's nothing i can't what, what do we do our own side are a bunch of cut again 86 percent 44 percent 42 percent believe women don't have enough rights and 44 percent say they have the perfect amount of rights only 12 percent say that women don't have too many rights 12 percent so when you have 86 percent of men not not women men 86 percent of men think women either have the just amount of rights or they have don't have enough right they need more rights like it we're fucked we are totally fucked uh, that's why the mras failed and they will always fail are, are they and they're not even right here's the thing if you're going to be wrong or not not wrong if you're going to fail anyway why why half-ass it if you're going to be denounced as a hate group just fuck it take women's rights away let's solve the let's talk about the actual problem and let's talk about the actual solution instead of this bullshit about oh we just want equality for everyone which can't work anyway and if you're going to be labeled a hate group regardless fuck it just let's start talking about taking women's rights away but it, it's too late now but you know i still i mean if the mras would have won that would the world would have been a better place we'd still have a shitty fertility rate we'd still be dying but you know at least men wouldn't be getting absolutely shit on and enslaved on a daily basis but yeah this is the world we live in we can't it's fucked it's totally fucked okay if hypo if hypothetically speaking you were to give a ted talk what topic would you present about or would you do a stand-up comedy uh well i would be talking about probably the uh um, the link, it's, it's so obvious, the link between empowering women and the decline of civilization. It's so powerful and it's so simple. And it's crazy that no, like everyone admits it. They openly admit that empowering women lowers birth rates. When you frame it as a positive, they openly admit that empowering women uh, lowers birth rates and that's a good thing. But then when you have countries that are going extinct and people are talking about wow we're gonna have a population collapse well, we need to do something no one knows what to do oh we have too many people what do we do empower women oh we don't have enough people what do we do oh i don't know that's a good question hmm we need to get our best minds on this right away it's like maybe do the opposite of the thing you were going to do if you had too many people so if if the answer to too many people is to empower women what is the answer to not enough people? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. It's like, bitch, you know the answer. You just don't want to say it because you empowered women. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll cry and re and politicians will come for you. And that's the problem. That's why we can't have nice things. That's why the world is on fire. And that's why things are going to get very, very bloody very, very soon. But uh, at least the women... They feel good, I guess. I guess that's all that matters. Women's feelings. That's all that uh, we care about. Not life, not freedom, just women's feelings. Hey, TFM. 
if 12% of men are amenable to TWRA, and that's about 5-6% to of the USA population, don't the Patriot Boomers always say the Independence Revolution was done by 3% of the population? Maybe that 5-6% to can be enough? Uh, y- potentially. I mean, but the thing is, is uh, this is why I still make content. Like, if I thought it was totally fucked, I would just, I'd leave. I would leave and I would go, I don't know, I'd sell spinning rope. I'd be a door-to-door spinning robot pussy salesman. I'd knock on the door like a Mormon missionary. But like, hello, sir. Have you heard the good news of our Lord and Savior, spinning robot pussy? And, you know, and then I'd, I'd have like a little demo. I'm like, just, just take it in the bathroom. Try it out. You'll like it. But uh, anyway, yes, we like we can't save America we, as it's currently constituted. But imagine we had I've talked about this with Halsey. Uh, think about the America. So the, the revolution was kicked off by a, a relative minority of the colonists. But and they didn't like they didn't defend and conquer all of America all at once. They had 13 colonies. From those 13 colonies, over a century or two, it grew into what we now know as America. So we cannot save America as it's currently constituted. But with 12%, that's that's like the maximum. The maximum we're ever going to get is 12%. But if we had 12%, that's, that's like a 3 million people. We could easily f- create a new 13 colonies, 13 communities that will basically bunker down and endure. And when opportunity comes, we'll grow. And from these colonies, we can refound America. Just it'll, it'll be just like before. And, but instead of fighting Native Americans and driving them to the West, we'll be fighting commies and driving them to the West. But instead of letting them frolic in their native casinos, we fucking get rid of them once and for all. That will be a glorious day. But or you we could just come back to the empire and just make it not, simpler. Kat, you're not going to be there. But when, when this shit goes down that I'm talking <laughs> about, the, the UK is going to be a fucking ashen heap. And there's going to be like a charred cat corpse with a can of sweet corn. Well, and just as long that, as you give me it. a fucking burial, if well, that does ever happen. I'm not, I'm not flying all the way to UK just to gather your corpse. Well, fuck you then. Uh, look, look, dude. I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I, I told you I'd get you a little cat bed on my couch. I'd even give you like the, the good shit. I don't shit. want your couch. I'd get you the good. Sh- I'd get you. I'd get you friskies. The good shit, like with tuna and like gravy. You, I know you like gravy. I got the shit you need. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, okay, someone's asking, do I know about Richard Wolff? He's an economist who abdicates for Marxism just because cooperatives work. Cooperatives work, but if you notice, companies which are run with a cooperative model don't grow very quickly. Like a, a good example is Goodwill. So Goodwill is a for-profit, uh, essentially chari- it's a for-profit charity. They take donated clothes and they sell them for profit. There are goodwills all over the place, creating jobs, allowing uh, cheap clothes to get to people who can't afford new clothes. If they were a cooperative, like the Salvation Army or these other things that are similar to goodwill, that would actually be bad because that would mean fewer jobs. That would mean uh, less access to affordable clothing and goods for people who can't afford it. So 
the cooperative model can work. It just doesn't work very efficiently and it doesn't allow the company to grow and create jobs. So if you want a dynamic economy where you're creating lots of wealth, jobs, uh, and services and products, you don't want a cooperative. That's just the way, that's just the, the way it is. But they do work. Again, like the Nordic model works as long as the people are willing to pay for it. But I want you to ask yourself a question. Uh, I want you to just think, like, what great inventions and what great uh, advancements in humanity have come from Nordic countries since they've, they've embraced this socialist model compared to the United States, which also has kind of fallen off the wagon as it's embraced a socialist model too. But like once a country goes socialist or cooperative or whatever, it stops advancing at, like as a species. Like the, the, the winners are the ones who push humanity forward. And when the winners are being held back in the name of equality, for whatever reason, yeah, that's good for the losers. Oh, equality, yay. But humanity is suffering. Like humanity isn't advancing like it should because it's being held back because we got to wait for the dipshits to tie their shoes so they can catch up. All right, and so TFM. So this is something that I did want to ask you about. So um, what happens when the winners, quote-unquote, in these Nordic societies, what happens when they say, hey, I think it's a good idea that we spend money on the poor and make sure that they, you know, get up to speed and make sure they have, you know, great health care. Isn't what, a woman just a life support system for a vagina? No, they're an incubator. So men were created to do all the things and women were created to make more men. All right. So – Sorry, are, are you done with that or? Yeah, I mean, it's, right. yeah, pretty much. What's up? Right. So when you, I've, I've, I've spoken to a lot of people in Sweden, mm-hmm. a lot of people in Denmark, Germany, France, uh, not oh. so much Spain, but you know, uh, they all say the same thing. They, they actually believe in a Nordic model. They actually believe that, you know, um, even if they're winners, even if they're winners. They want mm-hmm. to contribute to uh, the greater society, which is, you know, e- an expanded healthcare for, you know, people that are disenfranchised. Well, quote unquote, I say disenfranchised by the system. They want to, they want to make it so that you know, no one starves. If you know what I mean, no right, one is, well, no one is without. If if they were, if they were actually honest, I'm not saying they're dishonest, but if they uh, weren't ignorant. Uh, then they should be embracing the free market because it's the free market that has lifted more people out of poverty than any government system could ever imagine. And in the 1800s in the United States, you had the Carnegie Library. You had a lot, all these rich uh, businessmen building private libraries, private colleges, private educational systems, which were only later taken over by government. And when the government took it over, it became grossly inefficient, very expensive, uh, corrupt the whole nine yards. So it is, it's a good thing for people who they want to do good for their fellow man. They want to help their countrymen. They want to contribute to the betterment of society. Th- those are good things. Um, but to do so via government is the worst option. And if, if you are a winner, if you're rich, if you have the ability, you're far better off creating a charitable organization and managing it yourself than to just ask the government to raise your taxes that's not it's not actually doing what you want and if you look at 
So capitalism, for example, global poverty has been cut almost in half due entirely to free trade as America has been buying its goods and services from places like Asia and now increasingly in Africa. Poverty is being decimated. People are being lifted out of poverty simply through global trade. That's, capitalism is the only thing that advances the civilization. Not the, the Nordic model, it's, it's a sustainable version of socialism, but it's making everybody poorer. People living the Nordic model are dishonest. They actively on a societal level shame anyone who tries to display luxury or status items. Well, yeah, because you're supposed to live in your little Ikea closet. You know, you're not supposed to have... Like, what's crazy is you go go to Ikea. Ikea's great. Like, it's actually, you know... It's got like, nothing to do with like, an Ikea closet, dude. It's, 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 it's down to the amount of tax you pay. It, let's, let's just put it into perspective. Like, I, I know plenty... I've got plenty of Swedish friends that live in the sticks in Sweden. And they're living fine. And I'm like, wow, like, you you live... You live nice, and they're like, "Yeah, you know." Okay, just that's, anyway, that's Sweden for you. Sure, okay. People who live out in the sticks in Sweden have a house that isn't a closet. But now, yeah. like, just like in Mao's China, because of the one-child policy, the demand for sex robots and dolls has made this renaissance for for waifus, which is great. Because of Sweden, because of their super high taxes and. The fact that people can't afford the kind of standard of living that we enjoy in America. We have Ikea that makes delightful tiny furniture and shit for tiny houses because that's what most people live in. They can't afford – like the, the amount of square footage that the average American has in their house. People in Sweden couldn't even dream of having a house that big. They, they, live, they live in tiny houses because – 70% of their income is being taken from them and given to the government to pay for all these services. And here's what's – this is a crazy thing. If seventy, if you weren't paying all that money in taxes, if you were able to keep that money, you could easily get better health care and better education by paying for it yourself. The free market would create, and you'd have better alternatives instead of a government-run one-size-fits-all. Hey, I'm not. You, I'm you not could have whatever for, you I'm, wanted. I know. What you, I know where you're coming from. I'm not a proponent for you know having someone else pay for my healthcare or my social housing or whatever. I, I, I pay for everything myself. So I'm not speaking on my behalf. I'm speaking on someone else's behalf. Right. They well, might have you have, opinion. you have, well, there's two people who support government. There's basically mm. the people who aren't net taxpayers who are basically getting more in benefits than they're paying in taxes. So it makes sense for them to support government. And then, well, there's, there's three, then there's people who benefit from the government, like government employees, uh, Captains of industry who can make deals with the government to shut down their competition, who don't pay income taxes anyway, uh, so they don't care how high they make taxes because they get paid with stock options, which are, are capped at the capital gains rate, not the income tax rate. And then the third group are just people who don't understand economics and who buy into the propaganda and the demagoguery and are Free shamed – well, not necessarily free shit. Like these are people who don't benefit from it, but they think it's the right thing to do because they don't know. They don't know they're poor because of all this shit. They think it's just the way it is. It's like if, if you if you took somebody who's only I don't know who's just only lived poor, and they didn't realize that they were making all this money and is being taken from them in taxes. All they know is they work and that they're poor, and they don't realize they actually aren't poor. They're making good money, but it's all being taken from them. And, but because they've never experienced anything outside of that, 
they have nothing to compare it to. So they don't complain. It's just it's it's life for them. So they're just ignorant of what this system is doing to them because they just they don't know anything else. It's what they grew up as. It's like if you grew up in India, shitting in the street is just normal. Like, of course, I shit in the street. Everyone shits in the street. It's what you do. You don't shit in the street. I mean, you should come out to come out. We should all we can shit in the street together. It's great. Get the fresh air, the the wind on your sphincter. It's it's awesome. Very bracing. So okay, uh, question from a Mexican. We're gonna we're gonna change gears. Totally new country. Mexican here. How do we get rid of the drug cartels? This is so easy. And you'll never believe this. It requires you to take women's rights away, but I'll get to that later. So here's how you get rid of the drug cartels. This proves my point that everything is women's fault. So the way you get rid of drug cartels is, wait for it, legalize drugs. That's how. That's also how we got rid of the mafia during Prohibition. During Prohibition, if you don't know. Oh, that's funny too. You know what the first thing women did when we gave them the vote? They made booze illegal. Good job, ladies. So these guys came back from World War One and they couldn't drink anymore. So... They made booze illegal, and the mafia basically moved in and created the Prohibition era, like the the, the you know like uh, Al Capone and all that shit. That all happened during the Prohibition era. It was the golden age of the mobster, and the way the the way we eventually got rid of the mafia was we made alcohol legal. When alcohol was legal, there was no reason to have the mafia anymore, because now people could just buy their booze out of business. They didn't have to go with organized crime. So the way you get rid of the cartels is you make drugs legal. Now, there's a a catch. Well, if we make drugs legal, won't we then be paying for the health care and disability from all these people who destroy their body with drugs? Yes, which is why you have to get rid of the welfare state. You cannot, the reason why we have a a war on drugs, the reason why, like, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't give a shit if you wanted to do all the drugs. I don't care. But I don't want to pay for your health care, and I don't want to pay for your disability. So if you're going to do all the drugs, I don't want to pay for you after you destroy your body. If it's not costing me any money, I don't care. Do whatever the fuck you want. But if it is costing me money, then I'm going to ask the government to prevent you from destroying your body because I don't want to pay for it. So we have a war on drugs because we have a welfare state. If we got if we made all drugs legal, we have to get rid of the welfare state. Just like you can't have open borders and a welfare state, you can't have legal drugs and a welfare state. Because you're just going to bankrupt yourself. Because all these people are going to destroy their bodies and then go on disability. Or they're going to do all the drugs and then show up at a hospital and you're going to have to pay all their health care costs. Now, why can't we get rid of the welfare state? Oh, because women vote. So, just like with immigration... Just like all the other problems in society, the only way we can actually stop the drug cartels is we have to take women's rights away. So we can then get rid of the welfare state, and then we can legalize drugs. Taking women's rights away is like step zero to fixing everything in America, and the West in general. And it even affects Mexico. The cartels are basically the modern-day mafia, like the Al Capones of the current year. And the way you get rid of them is you legalize drugs. But you can't do that until you take women's rights away and get rid of the welfare state. So. Uh, do you think is a chance that you'll survive the collapse? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking bets or anything. Uh, I'm going to do the best I can. I have like, I don't know, six survival manuals. Uh, I'm, I'm reading them. I'm studying them. I'm trying to do what I can. I don't know. I hope so. But. You know, I kind of hope for the best, but expect the worst.
So maybe, but we'll see. I mean, I, so I don't even TFM, want to put him in the suppose, there. suppose you're in the wasteland and, and you meet me in the wasteland. Would you, would you shoot me on sight or what? Yep. I don't know you. Fucking, I'm going to shoot. Yeah, look, we're in the wasteland. First of all, if I'm in the wasteland, I'm going to be part of some group. So if you're not in my group, you know, you're going to fuck. We're going to draw guns on you. We're going to make you put down whatever weapon you have. We're going to ask you who the fuck you are, what the fuck you want. And if you offer any resistance, we're going to shoot you. There's no government anymore. Me. There's no. I don't know me. who the fuck you are. Look, by the time I'm let's say let's say for arguments that you did know who I was. Oh well, then I then I like, oh my god, that's FDC. Like oh my right. God, well like, then I would say put him. Then I would say all right, everyone, hold on. He, he's cool. Like cat, put the gun down, and then we 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 talk. But assume you're just some jackass in the middle of the wasteland. Yeah, we're gonna draw guns. Like. I mean, this isn't even hypothetical. This actually happens in these these video games like DayZ or whatever. That's what you do. Like, you see some rando walking around. You either shoot first, ask questions later. Yes, it's actually a. (laughs) That's look because they're gonna shoot you. That look, I'm talking. We're talking about a a complete societal collapse. It's every man for himself. You're either part of a group, or you're just some lone crazed gunman looking for your next meal. And yeah, you're not going to survive very long. You need to look. Survival is not like a single player ver- option. You have to have a group. Otherwise, you're just some crazed gunman, and it's just a matter of time before you know you get killed. So, so if I'm not safe, it, it, no one's safe then. No, no, nobody's safe. Yeah. If the talking cats aren't safe, ain't nobody safe. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, um, someone's asking, if we get enough winners or red-pilled men, should we find a place to gather for the collapse or build up our current locations? So I, I keep mentioning this, but I guess I need to repeat this. Uh, MGTOW or the red pill or anything, isn't? It's, it's too vague. You cannot build a community off that. It's, there's nothing there. Vague philosophical beliefs and whatever isn't enough to build a community on. You have to think more fundamental. You have to think culture ethnicity, religion. These are the things that unite people. So like Little Italy, Chinatown, these are ethnic communities. You have Catholic communities, Orthodox communities, Muslim communities. Uh, You have, you know, like that is what works. That has a history of working. Ethnic, cultural, and religious communities work. I've never heard of a vague philosophical community that worked. In fact, I mean, if you've been in the MGTOW community for more than a year, we have schisms all the fucking time. At least once a year, there's a major schism where this MGTOW and this MGTOW are fighting and then stabs in the back and talking shit and this and that and the other. And it's so fucking tiring. So, like, even with our tiny little YouTube community, we can't not stab each other in the back and break apart over the dumbest shit imaginable. So how is that going to work in an actual functional community with like day-to-day, you know, conflicting interests? It just, it won't work. So you need to have something more than a vague philosophical agreement. You have to have some kind of cultural uh, underpinning for a community. So don't try to start a MGTOW community or a Red Pill community. If you're Italian, Go find an Italian community or a Catholic community or a Muslim community or a German community or some type of community based on religion, culture, or ethnicity. That's what you need to do. 
and you could bring the red pill to them. Like, let's say you're German and you go to some, you find some German community and you join the German community. You can red pill them. And that's going to do, that's going to go a lot farther. Imagine instead of us trying to find some MGTOW community, we all just brought the red pill to our own communities. We could exponentially increase the amount of lives we could positively affect. So that's what you should be doing. If you could delay the collapse for one or two generations more at the cost of even greater pain to the people who will live it, would you? I think most people would. Uh, would I? I don't, I don't care. But there's no point in kicking off the collapse now if – because every generation is going to forestall it and make it someone else's problem if that's, if that's on the table. So there's no point in like fighting that. Because no one's gonna, no one wants to address a problem that they don't have to. If we're talking a problem that's not going to take a generation or two to metastasize, and you're going to be dead by the time it, it happens, literally no one will will solve it. They'll say, "What's that's the point? I'll, I'll be dead. Fuck it." That's not true. Okay. I say I say it all the time. I'd rather fight the war than have my kids fight it. All right. Well, you are the exception. And I know a lot of other parents who say the same thing. Okay. Well, history proves otherwise. Like the I agree with you. I agree with you that we're a minority, but people do say it. Well, they say it, but if you look at generationally, so I'm sure like the the so-called greatest generation felt the same way, and yet they watch as their kids destroyed the country and didn't do shit. So, you know, people say people can say a lot of things, but you know, in economics, the they're same for uh, the First World War. A, a lot of the people they didn't want to. Um, have a fight, they appease the Nazis, and then look what happened. It oh, yeah, turned yeah. into a fucking shit show. So I, I wouldn't. I, yeah. I can understand where Halsey's, Halsey's coming from, but well, um, we have sometimes it's just like fuck it. Got to get, get you know, you got to get stuck in. In economics, there's a term called revealed preferences. So people can say whatever the fuck they're going to say, but when they're when they got to put their money where their mouth is. That's when they reveal their actual preferences. So there's a really funny video on YouTube where this happened in the UK, I believe, where they went up to what? some random. Well, you, I, you might see this. Sorry, they, I apologize. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So they uh, they went to random people. And they're like, "Oh, do you support migrants? You know, coming in and would would you let a migrant live in your house?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'd let a migrant live in my house." And they're like, "Oh, here's Ahmed. Ahmed, this is your new family." And then they would run away. Because that video yeah, they, is fucking hilarious. Th they were willing to tell a, a random person with a camera in their face that they wanted a, a migrant to live in their house. But then when a migrant was actually in front of them, they ran away because they didn't actually want to. They were just being polite. They're trying to do the virtuous thing in, when there's a camera on their face because they didn't want to be socially stigmatized for, for being honest. So people can say a lot of shit. But when they have to put their money where their mouth is, that's when they fi you find out what they really believe. That's actually why when it comes to economics, because economics isn't actually about money. It's about causality. It just happens that how people spend their money is a really good barometer to what they actually believe. Like if you take a bunch of surveys, that's going to tell you some shit. But when you actually look at where people put their money, then that tells you that like their actual preferences. As opposed to what they claim are their preferences when there's a camera in their face or when they're filling out a survey. All right. Uh, TFM, can you give us a clue on what your next book will be about? Well, I already wrote it. It's The Doll My Balls Rides Again, 
the long-anticipated sequel to my not-quite-award-winning book, The Doll of My Balls. It's a good book. I'm proud of it. I was, I was hoping to get it published, but uh, probably sometime this week. I need to figure out what the fuck's going on with the Amazon formatting so I can get it published. But it'll, it'll be ready, and I'll, I'll get a... People were complaining that the 13 Rules book wasn't compatible with uh, Kindle devices, so... I'll look into that. I'm going to try to make it more accessible. Make it more deeper, I, I, I would say. Well, oh, it's it, and the printed version is going to have both books. So the original Doll My Balls wasn't available for print. It was Kindle only. So I'm going to combine them so they'll, they'll be available for print. Sorry, I had to cough. Uh, the governor in my state implemented a minimum, a minimum salary for public school teachers of 40k a year. How will this affect teaching economically? All right. Well, the way minimum wage works is it is super bad policy, but it makes people feel good. That's that's a problem with democracy. We have a lot of really bad laws that make people feel good, and so we that's what we do. The way the minimum wage works is it shuts out people whose labor is not worth the minimum wage. So what's going to happen is uh, now this may not affect. So public school teachers have to earn a minimum of 40K. This means that let's say you are a recent graduate and currently because of your lack of experience, uh, your labor is not worth 40K. This means you are unemployable in your state. You will have to go work in another state to get some experience so you can then move back to the state to be worth 40K so you can get hired into that school district. This will lead to teacher shortages, larger classroom sizes, uh, worse education, poorer performance, all that shit because you're going to have a teacher shortage because not every teacher is going to be worth that value. They're going to have to get more experience and whatnot. So it, now the, the one... Something that might happen where they can offset this in some way. Because if this only applies to school teachers, they could possibly allow the teachers that aren't worth 40K to be like teachers' assistants and pay you're them missing, less. You're missing the point of why they did it. Why did they do it? To start public schools. I mean, uh, private schools. It's not about public schools. It's about private schools. Because if you oh, have okay. to pay teachers 40K in private schools, they go out of business. Oh, well, okay. So this is the teachers' union... Uh, yeah, Teachers Union hates homeschools, public, sc private schools, charter schools, anything that gets people away from them. So, yeah, your state is, I'm guessing, is, well, yeah, it's fucked. So, yeah, I don't know what to do. But basically, uh, I, I remember there was a state where uh, if you wanted to homeschool your kid, it, you had to pay like $50,000 to homeschool. It doesn't even make sense to homeschool. It, like it's it costs as much to homeschool as it to send your kid to private school, and it's all because the teachers unions pass these stupid laws to force people into the public system. They do they don't want people getting out of the the shitty public schools. So okay, I didn't realize. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So they're just trying to get rid of all the alternatives to public school, um, but it is going to cause a teacher shortage, and it's going to make education worse. And they're going to blame everything other than the actual problem. They're going to say, oh, it's racism, it's patriarchy, it's sexism, it's it's Trump, it's orange man, it's Nazis. It can't possibly be the teachers unions. And, and oh, by the way, most teachers are women. 
So yet another problem that we can't solve because women vote. Because the teachers union um, is overwhelming women. The teachers unions used to love it when people went to private school because your property taxes still went to the public system even if you weren't using it. But now right. the problem is, is that people point to private schools and show how much better the education is. And they make the teachers unions look bad. So now they just want to get rid of them entirely. Yeah, can't have people asking uncomfortable questions about where their tax money goes. Better shut it down. But yeah, but here's the thing, though. Here's what's fucked up. If anyone stands up against a teachers union, the, all these ads will get played on TV. How so-and-so is attacking teachers. And they'll show all these smiling kids with their teacher. Talk about teachers are our greatest resource. And your average dipshit fucking voter will always side with the teachers union. Because they do whatever the shiny box tells them to. They will side with the teachers union against their own children because the shiny box told them to. That's just, and look, you'll again, notice that most of those most of those like big pushes for, for, oh, we need more money in public schools, they're usually at the time of contract negotiations or there are times where there's enough schools that aren't paying teachers enough. So all that money that goes to the increase in education budgets, it only goes to teacher salaries. It doesn't even hire a new teacher. It goes to teacher no. salaries and it goes to administrators. So, TFM, what would your solution be? Would you say that homeschooling would be the next evolution of... Not everyone can homeschool. You know, yeah, not everyone has that option. So, so you need what, to... would you, what would you say? I mean, if it's not homeschooling, what would it be in your opinion? I mean, pull, pull women from school? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that I mean, we're, everything is interconnected. So as a direct solution to the school problem, um, you need to get rid of all public sector unions. There is literally no reason to have government employees unionized because nobody represents the taxpayer. If like, like, look at a uh, hostess. Remember when hostess went bankrupt because the union wouldn't budge. So the union wouldn't budge. Hostess went bankrupt. Everyone lost their job. The, now, when the when the union doesn't budge against the government, the government can't go bankrupt. It can just raise taxes. It can print money. They're, it can't go bankrupt. So there's literally no reason for the union not to ask for the moon. And nobody represents the taxpayer because the politicians are trying to get reelected. If the union's going to give them a bunch of money and they're going to run ads that are going to make them look bad if they oppose them, they're not going to oppose them. And the taxpayer, the people who are actually paying for it, they don't have time to get educated and be informed about this shit. So basically it results – the only result is the taxpayer gets absolutely fucked and everything gets worse. And here's what's fucked up. This is another example like the guy who called – the guy on the right who called the FBI on the, the Marine for defending himself against Antifa. Another example of the right fucking America by trying to pander to the left. FDR had the common sense to not allow public sector unions. Nixon is the one who reversed that to try to get some some votes and win one election. And the unions are the biggest contributors to the left. But Nixon is the one that powered them so he would get some short-term political gains. And so FDR, who's one of the worst presidents in history, he knew not to allow public sector unions. So all public sector unions need to be 100% banned. No public sector unions ever. Period. If you work for the government, literally you know you reason can't. to have them in the first place. No, exactly. There's no reason. Like the whole point of a union is, oh, the 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 owners basically don't answer to anyone unless you're a shareholder, right? So you need unions to represent the workers. But if it's the government, you have the democratic process already. 
so that there's no reason to have a union. So get rid of all public sector unions. No police unions, no teachers unions, no government employee unions. It all goes. Now, that will never happen because the unions are the hugest contributors to the Democrat Party. And so the Democrats will fight tooth, nail, and claw to prevent that from happening. But assuming we take women's rights away, no more public sector unions. So you that'll hear all solve the time that they criticize the Citizens United ruling, which gave basically peoplehood to corporations so they could donate as they felt like to, to political candidates. And the Democrats will rail against it, saying it's like literally a subversion of democracy. But the but they'll exempt unions from every single one of those laws. Right. No, it, it's it's a travesty. But uh, yeah, that that's how you solve that problem in the most direct way. Now, in a very in a broader way. The federal government should have shit to do with education. The Department of Education needs to be abolished. Just get the fuck rid of it. For more uh, reasons than you're just saying. The one main reason it should be abolished is it gives the Congress the right to come into every single little state issue because they can claim interstate commerce due to the right. Department of Education. Right. So that, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Now, now, again, you can't do any of that as long as women vote. So it's it's fucked. But yeah, those are the two main things. Get the federal government out of education and get rid of all government employee unions. Real quick, Hasidic Jew 770 for five dollars says the option of homeschooling being taken away from us is yet another reason not to get married. Right now, like we don't have the ability to change any of this. It's only going to get worse. The only rational move is to just walk away. Don't get involved. Now, there's nowhere to walk away to, so you just walk away and ghost. And you, you, something, I'm hoping something happens. I'm hoping there's something to go. If there isn't, then it's fucked, and then you just got to bunker down and hope for the best. It's not looking good. It, it, you know, I kind of envy prior generations that at least had an America to flee to. People in these other countries that watch their country going to shit could be like, I'm going to go to America. You know, I'm going to go to the land of the free, the home of the brave. And there was like this promise. There was like this bright horizon that if you got to America, you could get away from all the bullshit in whatever country you were immigrating from. And now that it's happening to America, there's nowhere to go. And it sucks. But, um... Yeah. All right. So someone's asked. Now let's talk about the real shit, the real important issues that people tuned into the show to hear. What? Why do you not like hentai? Is there any art style you could masturbate to? So my, my problem isn't against like, so if you're familiar with Honey Select and Koikatsu, they're, they're made by Illusion Software. I love Honey Select. Honey Select uses a, uh, a kind of uh, dead or alive kind of art style. So if you remember with the Dead or Alive video games, the girls you make in that game look like that. In fact, I use a model from Honey Select in my videos where I do a Celestina news with the animation. That's all made in Honey Select. So I'm fine with that. I can I can fap to that all day long. But uh, the Koikatsu, the, the Moe anime, I'm just not into. And I can explain why. It's because Moe anime girls look like fucking aliens. Think about a gray alien. What are the characteristics of a gray alien? They have a big head, big eyes, no nose, and a small mouth. What are the characteristics of a moe anime girl? They have a big head, big eyes, no nose, and a small mouth. Moe anime is the Illuminati's conspiracy to get us to be attracted to gray alien pussy. They want to get us fucking gray aliens so the lizard people can take our children up to the Illuminati pyramid 
And that's why the anime girls are actually space alien pussies. And that's why I don't fap to uh, Moe anime. Now you know. I see. Yeah. That's the, the, that's the real question people want to know. Uh, let's see. Can you give an estimate for the remaining lifespan of both of your YouTube channels? Uh, I mean, honestly, look, it, I could think, I could be gone tomorrow. Uh, there are channels that had no strikes. Like right now I'm waiting for the strikes to expire that I have on my main channel. They're, they should expire in October. You're being so fucking negative, dude. Seriously. Okay. No, like... there, are cha- there are channels that had no strikes. And then one day they woke up and they got three consecutive strikes in one day taken How offline many of in one day. Did- how many of those strikes held up though a lot of those strikes are just there to just scare the person it's a scare tactic okay most of those strikes don't hold up how many strikes do you have i have two strikes on my main channel i have one strike on my alt channel and i've been deplatformed by four platforms already so okay, so you just need to write out those strikes then. Write out yeah. the two strikes and you're fine. Thank you, Cat. No, that th- that's my plan. But look, I could I could be Alex Jones any day. You know, it, all it's gonna it just takes a a couple things. Like I get deplatformed tomorrow. It doesn't like I could have no strikes on my channel, and that you know my name is on a list somewhere. And when it's my time, they're gonna hit a button, and all my channels are gonna get nuked. Doesn't matter what I do. Uh, so I look, look and I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. The reason why I do what I do is because I'm just trying to like make sure I do everything I can as long as I can. I'm going to run this car until the wheels fall off. So I'm going to keep doing this until they kick me off, which is probably going to yeah. be soon. I don't anticipate any of us are going to be here. Like the 2020 election, like I knew 2020 was going to be bad. Like we're not even there yet. We're still in 2019. And there's already been, like, what wave of the adpocalypse purge are we on? Like, five or six? Like, every couple weeks, there's a new wave of And YouTube you're still channels. here, baby. You're still here. So that's got to count for something. So, uh, I, you know, when you... No, well, you no, hold on. Hold on, cat. I'm only here because I planned ahead, like, a long time ago. Like, I, start, I knew this was going to happen. So in 2016, I started doing sponsored content. To diversify. If I didn't do that, I would have been gone. A lot of YouTubers didn't plan ahead. They didn't think this. Was, they they thought they could just abide by the terms of service and everything would be fine. Uh, and they're gone because they lost all their income. They got deplatformed and they just had to go get a real job. So I'm only here in spite of everything because I planned ahead and because I have a day job. I didn't. I never quit my day job to be a YouTuber. But, like, it's not for lack of trying. <laughs> and it's still touch and go. Like, right now, look, first of all, actually, it's a good time to thank the sponsors. So I am extremely dependent on sponsors. I make nothing from my YouTube channels anymore. Uh, I basically have Subscribestar, Patreon, and the donations and my sponsors. Uh, and I'm, I'm basically barely holding on. So, uh, you know, quick shout-out to our sponsors, The Dollhouse, Arcadia Gear, Cobra Bassin, uh, Aaron Clary with Poor Richard's Retirement. Thank you for sponsoring the show. But how many other YouTubers have sponsors? Multiple sponsors Dude. who actually go out and work. Like, I had to build this myself in order to survive. And it could all go away. It could all go away tomorrow. 
I just I, I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying to last as long as I can. But I make I know look one day the bell will toll for me, and it'll be over. And there's nothing more I can do. I just I, I did everything I could. So every day is a gift. I you know live each day like it's your last, and uh, hopefully I'll be here next year. But probably not. I don't expect to be. Look here what in happened to us on Wednesday. Oh yeah, fucking Halsey got a strike and then it was gone. Like after the, they they literally gave him a strike just to basically stop him from live streaming, and then the strike was repealed. He didn't even apply for it. They just revoked the strike after the live stream. Yeah, literally, it was there for three hours, and yep. I didn't appeal it. I didn't change the video. I didn't do anything, and then it was just gone. Yep. This yeah, was then, on. This was on um, YouTube. This was Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday. Yep. And look, DLive, I appreciate DLive, um, but I mean, I've, I've done some research. DLive, their business model eventually is to uh, become YouTube, you know, advertisers and hate speech and TOS. So DLive is great for the time being, but I'm eventually going to get kicked off of DLive too. Just like I was kicked off of Twitch. I had a Twitch channel for two years, no problems. And then they updated the terms of service because the SJWs took over and then I was kicked off within a month. So I appreciate DLive right now, but I promise you the day will come when they get big enough or successful enough or whatever, uh, they'll sell out and I'll be gone. Hopefully something else exists by then. Like I'll, I'll have to keep bouncing from provider to provider. Honestly, I'll, I'll keep doing this as long as you guys still want me to. If you guys continue to support the show and I still continue to have sponsors and I continue to make enough to do this, I'll keep doing it. But you know, every time I get fucked it with, doesn't sound shit. like it's going to be enough. I'll be honest with you, dude. Pro- well, That's probably why not. I'm always keeping an eye out. Right. Well, look. Eventually, eventually, it won't be. I mean, there's only so many times I could jump a platform uh, until people just, you know, every time I have to jump a platform, people I lose people. Like there's still people who who ask me right now, like uh, they don't know about Celestina's channel. They they're not subscribed to her channel. They're not, they don't follow me on BitChute. You know, it's whatever. That being said, though, we got 1,400 on DLive right now, and I've got another 800 on my various channels. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm impressed. Like, I've never had these kind of numbers on YouTube. So this, this shows you the power of suppression. So on YouTube, I think our top was like seven or 800. I think that's the most we ever had on, on YouTube. And here we ha- and you're getting that on your channel, and then we have 1,400 here. That's right, and part of my reason for wanting to support Phil despite not needing a doll is his loyalty for TFM through thick and thin over the years. And I hope more people show their direct support as well. Yeah, well thank you George, I appreciate that. Yeah, look, I, I don't like, I, I'm not, I know it sounds like I'm, I'm throwing a pity party or whatever. Um, I, it's not about the money, but I only have 24 hours in a day and I have bills to pay. So if I can't support myself doing this, I have to support myself doing something else. And I, I'll still do this when I can, but it's not, you know it, I'm not going to be able to live stream. I'm not going to be able to make daily content. It's just not going to happen. I'll be too busy. So I want to do this. I really enjoy doing this. And I, I've done everything I can to try to make this happen. I've tried to build like a business model independent of YouTube so that I can support myself doing this. And it's, it's working. Eh. But it's it's basically uh, it's not stable, and it could end any time. But anyway, enough about me. You didn't come here to hear me bitch about 
fucking money and shit. So, oh, let's let's see. But I mean, that's all right. why all of us also are doing what we can to make sure that you stay around too. I mean, we've had multiple discussions on your Discord about it. Like, I mean, you're you're going to get support if if other support dries up until we can't do it either. And I appreciate that, honestly. I really sincerely do. I like. I don't want to be like. Uh, I'm not going to like fake cry like some YouTubers. They want. They do like the fake cry, and sh- I'm not going to do that shit. Uh, but I mean, I appreciate the fact boogie. that. Well, Sorry. I wasn't going to name names, but uh, <laughs> no. Okay, so I mean, it it tells me that you find value in my content and it's making a difference. I've had a lot of people like the messages I really that make me motivated to do this is I've had messages from people who said that they were like legit suicidal and they watched like the Red Pill Grief Cycle or something like like one of those types of series and it changed their life. You know, it it woke them up. They went from literally thinking about killing themselves to feeling like they turned over a new leaf and they can see the opportunity in front of them and they they're they're enjoying their freedom. I've had people tell me that because of my content, they've they've made something of themselves. You know, they were sitting there just bitching about life and then they realized like taking responsibility for yourself and everything. And now they're starting their own business or they're going back to school or or you know they. They got off their ass and went to the gym, and they're improving their lives, and they're enjoying their lives. Uh, people who have spent years of their life chasing women, I turned them on to spinning robot pussy and uh, and sex dolls. Like, guys who are like, I never would have thought about buying a sex doll, but, you know, I saw you in, with Celestina, and I, I checked out the dollhouse, and, man, these, these dolls are really lifelike, and I got a doll, and it's great, and I don't chase women anymore, and I can focus on the things I enjoy. Like... Like it's it's helping again. I can't save the West. Uh, I'm just saving one starfish at a time. I can't make a difference in the grand scheme of things, but I can make a difference to one starfish at a time. So I appreciate everyone to who supports the show and the sponsors and people who donate and people who watch. Uh, and I'm gonna keep doing this until I can't, and then I'll do something else. And maybe we'll we'll all meet after the shit happens, and we'll all laugh and and whatever, or we'll all be dead and. And then who cares? But uh, whatever. I have, um, a, I have a banana question. Okay. When you're in like normie land, do you ever think like, what would all these people think if they actually heard my show? Because not like, I mean, you're anonymous, so no one knows that that's actually you. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of, yeah, I, I basically have to live a double life. So it's, I kind of. Does need... it ever like enter your head when you're just like having a normie conversation, like at work or something? Where you say, if these people fucking knew what I talked about, they'd lose their shit. Well, you you got to think like Batman. You know, like when you're when you're Bruce Wayne, you got to play the role. You know, like when when you get home, you can put on the cowl and you can go be Batman. But when you're in Normie Land, you got to be Bruce Wayne. You have to ghost in plain sight. Ghosting in plain sight doesn't mean being quiet. So a lot of people misunderstand ghosting. In pl- ghosting in plain sight isn't being a, a shy, reserved recluse. Because that actually draws more attention to you. If everyone else is talking and you're not, that will draw attention to you. The whole point of ghosting is to be invisible. So you need to tell people what they expect to hear. You need to show people what they expect to see. So if you look, if you saw me, you you would think I was like right out of the pages of some fucking Bernie broke rally. Like, cause it's 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 my mask. You got to blend in. You got to blend in with the natives. So it's it's whatever. Just 
quick question, TFM. Why not Hillary rally? Because Hillary isn't progressive enough. Like, no, I have the whole thing. Like, I can, <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, when you, I understand the left. I understand the mentality. It's not hard. They're not, like, you know, like yeah, in Batman Begins yeah, when Ra's al Ghul was yeah. like, criminals aren't complicated. Leftists and feminists and women are not complicated. They're extremely They're simple. They're easy to mimic. I, I get what you're saying yeah, there. But, so, but, but what I'm saying is that it's, it's, it's easy to, to mimic a Bernie bro, but why not? Is it just, is it just a sort of, um, you know, a self-respect thing that you don't want to mimic a hittery? No, uh, I don't care. No, I'll – no, because – because no, Bernie was more uh, idealistic, Hillary was basically the corporate choice. So you know, when, when fucking Red Cortez is up for election, I'll fucking put on a T-shirt and be like, "Yay, Cortez! Yay!" You know, like it doesn't matter. I'm you know, I'm not gonna fucking I'm not gonna get my car keyed or get beaten up for wearing a MAGA hat. So you, you just ghost in plain sight. So some a lot of people can't handle that. They, uh, they're like, oh, I'm living a lie. It's like, y yeah. I mean, look, the, the whole world is full of lies. Like, if you want to survive in this world, you got to live in the world. So, look, everybody everybody lies. That's the world. I mean, I, you know, I look at it this way. Like, when shit gets better and I don't have to live a double life, that'll be a great day. But that day isn't today. So I do what I got to do. And um, maybe one day I won't. Maybe one day it'll catch up to me. Who knows? Uh, anyway, someone's asking, how do I find groups to organize? So you have to ask yourself, you know, what do, you, what kind of identity you have? Religious, ethnic, uh, cultural. What type of culture are you from? Now, if you are just generic white Western American man, um, that's not good enough. Because there isn't like American town, you know, like it needs to be some type of ethnic community. So if you're Irish or German or something, something like that, you need some kind of ethnic community you can you can go to. Or if you don't, barring that, some type of religious community. Now, let's say you're not religious. Well, chances are, think about your extended family. What type of religion is your extended family? Generally. Now, if they're uh, Catholic or Mormon or Orthodox, or some type of somewhat patriarchal religion. I mean, Catholics and Mormons aren't really patriarchal anymore, uh, but that's better. Like, if your family is evangelical, then you're fucked. If you're, like, generic white male American and your family is evangelical Christian, you're fucked. Sorry. Uh, the I, I don't know what to do. Like, you have nowhere to go. You could convert. You know, maybe start studying Arabic. I'm just saying. I don't know. That's all I got. Uh, let's see. Oh, shit. So someone's pointing out. Um, someone said, okay, so Bill Whittle, he's a YouTuber. He used to be part of Pajama Media. And I used to actually follow him back in my Tea Party days, back when he was with PJTV. And I like him. I Like, he's part of the 51% rule. I disagree with him when it comes to marriage and women. Because, I mean, he's a traditionalist what are you going to do but when it comes to general politics anti-leftism you know you know conservative stuff he's he's solid so 51 percent rule i generally support him and i really enjoy his what we believe series if you want to check that out on youtube 
But someone wrote in, said, I was watching a Bill Whittle this morning, and he said that most crime and mass shooters come from single moms. I was waiting for him to finish the statement, but he never did. Why do they all stop short of the right idea? Is it not right in front of their eyes? Yes. It, it's, they can't allow themselves to cross that line. Saying, like, they know single mothers are the problem. They know empowered women are the problem. But because women are already the majority of voters, they're like, we can't say what we need to do because that would turn off the female voters. And it's like, well, fuck. I mean, I get, all I can say is, well, then you haven't felt enough pain. When you felt enough pain and you're willing to gasp, take women's rights away, then we can actually solve some problems. But you let me know when you felt enough pain. Sorry, I'm feeling I'm coffee for some reason. Not not coffee like the drink that you drink in the morning, but like been coughing a lot. I think I might be coming down with something. All right. Um, someone's asking. This is an Ubermensch question. Do you think characters like the Joker and David the Android from Alien, who started spreading the alien eggs, are considered Ubermensch? If so, will Ubermensch be considered destructive just to reach one's goals? Uh, the Joker wasn't an ubermensch. He was basically a violent nihilist. Uh, I mean, I don't know. David was a robot who was programmed to, you know, do scientific experiments. So neither one of those qualify as an ubermensch, like at all. <laughs> so you pick the worst examples of ubermensch. It's like an ubermensch, not only can you not be a nihilist, you have to transcend nihilism into existentialism to like I, I did a, a video part of the red pill grief cycle called the path of the ubermensch uh kind of comparing the red pill grief cycle to like this transformation actually i got into a discussion with a guy about nihilism i, I tried to tell him about existentialism and he told me it was a coping i hear this a lot from nihilists who tell me that existentialism is a coping mechanism that trying to create your own meaning and purpose is an illusion because there's ultimately no meaning and purpose to, to existence. And so I'm just, it's a coping mechanism. And it's like, but that doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. It's like saying, uh, so because art, art as such is ultimately pointless. Like no matter what you create, you could paint, you could draw, you could write a book. It doesn't matter. That's objectively true. And everything that happens on this planet doesn't really matter in the grand cosmic scheme of things. But it doesn't mean that the art you create is meaningless because you, you put meaning. Like when you paint a picture or write a song or write a book, there's meaning in that book. Both are true. Existence is pointless, but there's still meaning. But it's the meaning you create there isn't objective meaning. It's the meaning you create into the things you do. But he just, he wouldn't. He'd be like, nope, no, that's a coping mechanism. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. So I'm like, well, you'll like, I told them at the end, either one of two things are going to happen. You're either going to get over your nihilism and become an existentialist. Or you're going to kill yourself. So either way, cheers. <laughs> so uh, whatever. Hopefully he, he chooses the, uh, the former, not the latter. Uh, some okay this is about college yeah so this guy's arguing it's a good thing that men aren't going to college anymore 
Uh, yeah, look, there's going to be a huge college bubble. Employers are already starting to drop their college requirement because they're finding out that these students don't know what the fuck. They keep lowering the standard for women and the, the students don't know what they're doing. And so if you're going to train them anyway, then why even bother listing a college requirement in the first place? So as soon as employers drop their college requirements, it's over. All these women are going to go to college and have nothing to show for it because they can't work. That's why they need quotas. That's why they need all this shit. And the thing is, it it would be fine if women just needed quotas, but they did work relatively. Like, let's say women work 75% as hard as a man. So they work 70, actually using the wage gap, that's pretty accurate. So women work about 75% as hard as a man. Okay, that's fine. So, you know, as long as you're only paying them 75% of what you pay a man, we have no problem. But then they demand equal pay. So you now have to pay women more for less work. And then they also demand maternity leave. And they also demand period leave. And they also demand uh, nursing rooms. And they also, de- like, and then they start me tooing you. And they start suing you. And it's like, eventually... You're like, this, it's not worth it. Like, not only are you a substandard employee, but you're costing me all this money and you don't even do anything. So right now, businesses are trying to navigate this fucking treacherous waters that feminism has created. So they're like, okay. TFM, I I just came at the butt end of all of this. Um, So no, I I totally agree. But I wouldn't even say it it extends to just women. I, I think it extends to everyone across the board. There's a lot of people that go to colleges and get these fucking, you know, $30,000 degrees, and it's essentially toilet paper. They don't know. Oh, yeah. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. When they get well, into, when they get into the shit, and they, and you ask them to do something, I've had it in my workplace where I'm asking someone to do something very simple and they can't do it, and then they say, oh, I can't do it because, you know, I wasn't taught this and I wasn't taught that, and I wasn't. And I was just like, well, cry me a fucking river, mate, like. Do it or get the fuck out. Well, you, you know, especially I, I, if you are in some type of computer-based field, there's probably Which something on – there's something – there's probably something online that will show you how to do basically everything. If you fucking Google it, there's probably a YouTube video explaining how to do it. So it's like – I don't get off your fucking ass and do it. Like no one taught – you know how I learned OBS, the program I use for live streaming? I watched YouTube videos. I Googled shit, and I taught myself how to do it. I, I know some people, like, you never learned how to be curious and research things yourself and figure shit out for yourself. You expect to show up and have somebody just force-feed you knowledge like a mama bird just barfing in your mouth. And that's how you expect your life to be. But, no, when you're an adult – and, look, here's the thing. there's You have competition, if you require me to babysit you and show you how to do your job, I'm going to replace you with someone who has some fucking initiative who can figure shit out for themselves and perform without me having to hold their hand. That's just the way it is. And look, and if you are from some protected group, that's another thing that fucking needs to go. Protected fucking groups. If we, if we decide as a society that something is wrong, it should be wrong for everyone. Not wrong for some people but not for others you know like this whole idea of it's like fucking animal farm bullshit they're like oh we're all equal but some are more equal than others that no it's one or the other either the law applies for everyone or it doesn't apply to anyone not this like oh certain groups are special we're going to add 
to this special group. And then once you're on the on the list, then these laws don't apply and these laws apply. It's all bullshit. But, uh, you know, it, it, there's, it's crazy because it doesn't accomplish anything other than create double standards and piss people off. Slows progress. That's, that's well, what, prog- what not progress. Progress in what? I mean, it allows people to get revenge on people, I guess. Like, you get added to the list, you can get sweet revenge. No, no, that's no, I'm talking it. about in the grand scheme of things. So, you know, if we're all working towards an objective where we're trying to get something done, you know, if you've got someone that doesn't cut, you know, make the grade, you know, uh, it slows progress. It, you know, it stops someone from achieving... Well, it stops a group of people from achieving the goal that mm-hmm. they would otherwise um, achieve if you know they had the right people. Okay, so I have a really good question. This one says, I see a lot of guys who learned about the red pill through Jordan Peterson and compare his stoicism versus MGTOW. Can you make a video to lay out the flaws of Jordan B. Peterson's stoicism and is essentially cucked? All right. So, uh, yes, the, the right, the, the conservative trad cuck right, I would say the philosophy that unites them is stoicism. And the problem with stoicism is it never fucking does anything. Stoicism is all about just just taking it. Just like, oh, you got to soldier on. It's like, why don't you solve the fucking problem? Oh, you know, just got to keep soldiering on. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, if you have a if you have an obvious problem, solve it. Like being a stoic is essentially just accepting things. And look, sometimes wait, wait, wait TFM. No, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Okay. But isn't isn't being a male just stoic by nature? I I, I totally agree Partly, with you. I mean, I'm not. Look, I'm, I I don't consider myself a stoic. I I really don't because I just think it's just taking it off the fucking ass. Well, um, here's a. And, but, sorry, Jordan, go ahead. Jordan Peterson is half right. So Jordan Peterson talks about how boys need responsibility. Men need to feel needed. You know, responsibility gives men meaning. All that's true. That's only half the story. Men also need authority over that which they're responsible for. This is common fucking sense. I learned this in business school. You have to have authority and responsibility. You can't have one without the other. If you have authority without responsibility, you're a tyrant. If you have responsibility without authority, you're a slave. So you have to have authority and responsibility. That's how you have an engaged, uh, you know, person. Like, you wouldn't show up to work to work for free. Like, if, if you're like, hey, you know, you are you need to go get some responsibility. Oh, that's right. You know, I, I need to go get a job. And you show up at a job site and start working for free. That doesn't make any fucking sense, right? Because you're not getting anything out of it. Sure, you're getting, I don't know, you're building character. But y- you wouldn't just start working for free. You would look for a job that will pay you. So there has to be some kind of mutual benefit. Mutual benefit. So, yes, boys and men need responsibility, but they need authority. And the, the reason why the right is they turn to stoicism rather than like existentialism is they want you to stoically walk into the slaughterhouse that is marriage and fucking sacrifice and get nothing in return. They've I've said that I've seen that I've heard it. They I I can't remember who said that. They said basically, so boys, you have to go do this and you have to sacrifice and you have to do this and you get nothing in return. That's what you get. That's what being a man is. It's sacrificing and getting nothing in return. 
And they look at you like, yeah, like that's supposed to motivate you. Like, why in the fuck would I do that? Why in the fuck would I sacrifice myself for nothing? That doesn't even make any sense. And they're like, because that's what a man does. Like, no, that isn't what a man does. That's what a cuck does. A cuck literally sacrifices and gets nothing in return. He raises another man's kid. He watches another man fuck his wife and he gets nothing. Like, that is not noble. It is not noble to be a fucking cuck. So get you need authority over that which you're responsible. You don't want to just stoically, oh, you know, I just got to soldier on. I got to hold the camera while Tyrone fucks my wife. I got to raise another man's kids. It's the right thing to do. Fuck you. Like, that doesn't even make sense. You're basically just, you're trying to be proud of being a slave. Like, I'm a good slave. Master, take care of me. Massa, give me the, the, the good poage and the good chitlins. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Kevin, but what about the children? Look, I, I have nothing against children. But the thing is, is I'm not going to raise another man's children. Like, fuck, I don't care. And if the woman can't raise the kids, take them away and give them to the father. That's the way things used to be. The, the father yeah. got the kids because the mother couldn't afford to care for them. And then this bullshit of, oh, we need to give women money from the father and then she gets and then she doesn't have to get a job she doesn't have to work she just stays home and then gets fucked by chad and tyrone and has even more kids it's just a stay-at-home divorced mom is ridiculous it's it's insane and they they are raising school shooters the school 100 and it's and i'll tell you exactly what, what it comes from uh women i don't know if you knew this are weaker than men when a boy becomes a teenager and the hormone of the gods courses through his veins, he's no longer physically afraid from his mother. He could take her. A, a, a single mother versus a teenage boy. The t again, 15-year-old boys can beat world-class athletes. A 15-year-old boy could whoop the ever-living shit out of their mother. No questions asked. So when a mother loses the authority over her kids because they're becoming bigger and stronger because of the testosterone... She drugs them. She cries at the school, has them diagnosed, and starts giving them SSRIs. And the SSRIs make them insane. Make, it doesn't treat their... It makes them insane. This, this is documented proof that when you're, on, when you're put on SSRIs, it fucks with your head. And then if you ever stop taking them, you actually... What it does is it numbs the receptors in your brain. And your brain compensates by creating more receptors. So... Let's say I can't. I, I'm not an expert, so I'm just I'm thinking off the top of my head. So I might be mis mis uh, stating things. So I apologize uh, ahead of time. But from what I understand, from what I can remember, there's receptors in your brain that receive certain chemicals, uh, and these chemicals regulate your emotions. And when you take these pills, they shut down the receptors in your brain, so you don't feel anything. But your brain wants you to feel, so it creates more receptors. So then when you stop taking the pills for any reason, you get this mega dose of emotion. So 100%. So think about when you were a teenager, like all your emotions were already turned up to 11. Like I remember when I was a teenager, I used to be like a blubbering bitch when like, a, you know, some girl would break my heart or cheat on me or whatever. Like it just being a teenager was the closest thing I've ever had to like being on having PMS. And I wasn't on any SSRIs, and I could look back on my teenage years like, what the fuck was wrong with me? I was so emotional. 
Now I want you to take that and multiply it by 20, 50, 100. And you basically have no control over yourself. So the slightest thing is going to set you off into a murderous rage because these pills have literally made you insane. And they did this to control you because your single mom was too weak to have actual natural authority over her. So she drugged you and made you insane. And what do these kids do? They start shooting schools. They go around killing people because they have no control over their emotions anymore because of these fucking pills that they wouldn't have had to have if they had a father there that could actually parent them. And that is that is why. There's, there's no cure. There's no way to fix this unless you make women stronger than men somehow, which doesn't fucking work. Or they're trying to effeminize boys to make them weaker so women can dominate them. Which, that's really going to pay dividends during the next war. But that's where the school shooters come from. They come from these broken families, these kids strung out on SSRIs, raised by single mothers. They have no authority. And, some, and the ones who turn to crime, like in the inner cities, it's because they see the gang leaders as a father figure. Like, fathers would solve these problems. But, gotta take women's rights away to do it, and God forbid. In fact... This isn't just me talking. There are studies which show that when women are not dependent on men, it's the women that destroy the family. Empowering women destroys families. Empowering women creates school shooters. Everything is tied up in this one problem that no one wants to solve, even though it requires no blood, no violence. You just tell women no, and everything gets better. Everything gets better. The immigrant problem, the welfare problem, the drug cartels, school shootings, it all gets almost entirely fixed simply by telling women no. You don't have to do anything violent or anything rash. Just stop empowering them and everything will get better. It's so humane and easy and no one wants to do it. They'd rather go to war. They'd rather die than do something that requires so little effort that... I don't even I don't even understand. But this is the path apparently this the, the Jordan B. Peterson path is to just stoically walk towards oblivion when the answer is simple and easy and it's right there. You could do it today. You just you just tell women yeah. no. I got a Bailey Chastine says, I think it also has to do with these anti bullying regulations that cause the victim to get in more trouble than the bully. Oh, I, yeah, I remember that. I used to get in fights a lot because uh, I was raised by a single mom on welfare. So, like, back when I was a kid, we had the, the welfare uniform. So they, they didn't give – they gave uh, the, the welfare families, like, a ticket. You, you went to a warehouse, and they gave you Levi's jeans, van shoes, and you got, like, five shirts from, like – out of 10, so you got to pick whatever shirts you liked. So everyone on welfare had the same clothes. If you were wearing Levi's jeans and Van shoes and any one of these 12 shirts from this warehouse, everyone knew you were on welfare. So everyone got picked on. Everyone who was wearing the, the welfare uniform got picked on. And uh, I would get in fights a lot, and I would always get suspended along with the person I, I was fighting. Because it, what it is, it was the school protecting themselves from liability. Because if they took a side, then the parent of the, the could sue for discrimination. Uh, so if they suspended everyone, then you couldn't sue the school for discrimination. 
So to protect their so, own ass, sorry, they would they would throw the um, what's up. So what is it like now? I mean, do they still have this program where they just I'm, it's free I'm, welfare oh, I'm, shit? I'm, I'm sure it, I'm sure it's worse. Oh, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm not on welfare anymore. Oh, okay, cool. I, I, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to. I mean, could you spot it? That's what I'm, I'm saying. Rich, could you, bitch. If you looked at it, I know uh, you're rich, but I'm I saying, don't know. If you could look, no, yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know. Okay. Like, what's funny? Here's what's fucked up. Levi's and Vans are expensive brands. But when you gave it to poor people and everyone – like whatever brand you give the poor people for welfare, that will become associated with poor people. So yeah. no one wants to wear that. It, it's whatever. But um, the point is, is, yeah, I used to get suspended all the time for fighting. So he, here's what you have to do. Like there's two ways. I tried both ways. I tried ignoring the bullies and that never works. So what I do – is I would just beat the ever-living shit out of the first bully, get suspended, and when I came back, the next person, I beat the ever-living shit out of him, and after getting suspended two or three times, uh, people would stop picking him. They realized he's going to fucking whoop your ass, stop picking, and people stopped. And, and then I remember the last time I got into a, a fucking high school fight, it was stupid. Like, I ended up, so very long story short, my mom abandoned me. I lived with my grandma for a year. Then moved with my dad. My stepmom hated me because I looked like my mom. I moved back in with my grandma. My grandpa died of cancer. It was my senior year. So after all this fighting I used to do back when I was being raised by my mom, I really tried to turn over a new leaf and stop fighting. So when I moved back in with my grandma but at the end of high school, I went back to ignoring bullies. And I didn't really get picked on anymore. But there were a couple people who uh, – they saw I was ignoring it. They, they saw I was tolerating it. So they thought that was like their green light to, to escalate. So the last day of school, I ended up uh, knocking a kid out by throwing him against a concrete pillar. But, uh, you know, he had it coming. And nothing happened to me because it was the end of school. But, uh, you know, that was that was the last, like, schoolyard fight I got in. Don't fuck with a chimp. Fucking strong. Anyway, uh, let's see. Someone's asking, what do you think is the most effective way to identify your strengths and weaknesses? I mean, you should know what you're good at. <laughs> like, it should just take a few moments of self-reflection. Like, what subjects are you good at at school? You know, what do you enjoy, what do you enjoy doing in your free time? Now, a lot of people say I play video games. Okay, well, what genre of video games do you play? There's probably some – what is it about that genre of video game that's your favorite that you enjoy? Why do you enjoy that? So, like, just ask some questions about, like, what do you enjoy doing? What are you good at? And don't – like, if it's vague, like video games, well, what kind of video games? What genre? If you like to – if there's a certain subject in school that you're particularly good at, what is it about that subject that you find so intriguing, that you get so in invested in, and why do you find – you know, why does it come so naturally to you? So, I mean, there's really no method. It's just thinking and taking stock of your life, and it should be pretty apparent what you're good at and what you're not. Now, if you just, like, never do anything or never try anything, you might want to get out there and – uh, try some things to see if you're good at them. Like, you don't have to be like a prodigy, but if you enjoy it, if it sounds interesting, give it a shot and see if you like it. I mean, that's really all there is. That's life. Go live your life. All right. Man, we're, we're coming up on three hours already. Where's the time go? We didn't have a, we didn't have a guest. We didn't take any calls. Just chilling. No giveaways. 
No, yeah, nothing. It's fucking nothing. Not even music. No music. Like nothing. This is like fucking unplugged. All right, let's. Man, we've gotten through a lot of banana questions too. Okay, here's a good question: Would the artificial womb create female disposability, or would society still be gynocentric? It would. And th here's the beautiful thing: so the female deference is due entirely due to reproduction. If we had artificial means to reproduce without women, women would become as disposable as men. And they would not know what to do. Because women have not evolved to be as useful as men. So once they lose their one and only thing that men need them for, uh, they're basically just going to be dumber, weaker men. And But then society will no longer defer to them. Like right now, a woman could be dumber, weaker, and everything, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're so, you're so special! Oh, so stunning and brave!" Like it's just everyone kisses their ass. Like again, we were covering that article this last Wednesday. These women were taking pictures at NBA games and had articles written about how they take pictures at NBA games for social media. How is that even news? Who who fucking cares? But a woman did it, so it's special. Because they don't do shit. They're so useless. So we have to celebrate everything. It's like a retarded kid. You know, like, this retarded kid took third in the Special Olympics and shit his pants. Let's all fucking throw a fucking parade. Because he's retarded. You know, you want to... They're so stupid and so inferior, you want to make them feel special. So you defer to them. You you tell them they're, they're great, even when they're not doing anything worth shit. That's women. Now imagine we no longer had to defer to them because we didn't need their pussies anymore. We could reproduce without them. No, like it's almost like women would still be around, but they'd have to earn it. Just the way a man, like men don't just show up like, I have sperm, which creates life. Worship me. No one cares. No one cares that you create sperm. Yes, it is the secret ingredient that creates life. No one cares. A man has to earn his value by busting his fucking ass. A woman just shows up and is like, I have eggs. And like, oh, you have eggs? That's amazing. How did you do it? Oh, you were born magical. Like, you are you are a goddess. For you create eggs through a biological process you don't even control. It's a miracle. Imagine if it wasn't, a, if we didn't treat Making a baby as any more significant than a man producing sperm. When a woman shows up like, oh, I make babies. Like, who fucking cares? Get to work. Like, what? I have to work, but I have the vagina. Yeah, well, my fucking wife whose vagina spins at 700 RPM. Can your pussy spin at 700 RPM? Well, no, my pussy doesn't spin. That's what I thought. Now get back to work, bitch. So that'll that'll be a glorious day. That will be the end of gynocentrism. But uh, women will do everything to stop that day. Every no nothing will be off limits. Women will do everything. They they know like if that ever happens, it is game over. They will not let that day come. And the cucks, oh the cucks. The cucks will be like, that's degenerate. Oh, that's misogyny. As they are wont to do. 
All right, someone's asking about CRISPR technology. Will this make society better or worse? Better. Duh. Like, evolution always makes everything better. Like, evolution is crazy. It works every time when you let it work. You know what? Like, the opposite of evolution is welfare. The whole point of evolution is the strong and the fit reproduce and survive. The weak and the unfit die. What does welfare do? It subsidizes the weak and the unfit at the expense of the strong and the fit. And what is the cancer of society? Welfare. So, yeah, evolution is great. And what CRISPR does is it allows you to make humanity better without relying on the – it's like eugenics but self-directed so you don't get – the problem with eugenics, if you've never heard my little comment on eugenics, the reason why I don't support eugenics at all is because it inevitably gets tainted by the tribalism and self-interest of whoever's heading the genetics, the eugenics program. So whatever group is running the eugenics program and declaring who gets reproduced and who doesn't will invariably determine who knows how that their group somehow is the master race and only their group should be promoted and all the other groups need to go regardless of what the actual facts are. That's just how it works. That's tribalism. That's self-interest. So you don't want a human being in charge of eugenics because they're going to inevitably taint the process. And instead of having a an, an evolution, you're going to have just genocide. So with CRISPR, you actually use self-interest to your advantage because it's your own children. You, Of course you want your children to be the best. So instead of sabotaging everyone else to, f to better yourself, you're only bettering yourself. So you take the whole eugenics, the whole genocide off the table, and you actually get the benefit of eugenics without the downside. So I'm all about the CRISPR. Now, the argument against CRISPR is that it allowed the rich to, uh, to have super babies, and then the poor people won't be able to compete because their babies will have all these problems and the, the rich designer babies will be able to live longer and be healthier and, and be better in every way. And my response to that is, and like, I fail, I don't see a problem with this. So you're admitting that humanity is going to become better on average, objectively. And your only refrain is, but what about my kids? Fuck your kids. Fuck your kids. Get a fucking job. No one fucking cares. We're not fucking holding back the whole species for your fucking kids. That's 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 my answer. And here's the, the other thing, too. Now, the first generation of CRISPR babies are probably going to be absorbently expensive. But just like all technology, it will become cheaper in time. So it will start out as only the uber rich having, like, designer babies. But then you'll have the upper class having designer babies. Then the upper middle class having designer babies. And it will trickle down. So there's no downside. There's no downside to this as far as humanity is concerned. It's just these people who are – like, and also, just so you know, income and IQ are very closely, closely correlated. Not always 100%, but if you look at average IQs and average income, they're one for one correlated. So rich people are smarter. Not always. I mean you have stupid trophy wives kind of fucking it up with their dipshit genes – but uh, generally, rich people tend to be smarter than the average bear. So they're already better genetically anyway. And it shouldn't shock you. The, the children of the rich tend to do better in life than the children of the poor anyway. So it's just more. It's more of what's already happening, except we're moving. We're like we're hitting fast forward. 
And also, this is actually a way, because the rich are being taxed through the ass to pay for these fucking retards. At least with CRISPR, they'll be able to offset that. We might actually get a net positive movement in evolution. It might actually, if CRISPR is successful enough, it might actually, despite welfare, help humanity improve. Because the best thing is just get rid of fucking welfare, let nature work its magic. And uh, humanity will improve anyway. But since we can't do that, at least we have we, we at least we could have CRISPR. So between artificial wombs and CRISPR, a lot of progress could be made. But of course, they're going to be fought tooth, nail, and claw because feelings are all that matter. All right. So let's let's see. We're already at over three hours. We'll do we'll try one more good question and then we'll end the show. Oh my god oh my god i can't believe this is a real okay so i don't want this to be the last question but it's so so stupid i i can't let this go hey tfm i see women wrestlers beat men all the time how is this everyone also says it happens all the time on reddit and quora <sighs> wrestling is fake no, I know you can't say that. I, I know it's 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 not real. It's choreographed. It's a it's an exhibition. It's for entertainment. It's not actually people fighting. It's it's like a, a soap opera with acrobatics. So now my my evidence for for stating this is look at the UFC. <laughs> the the UFC is actual people fighting. The lowest ranked male UFC fighter, the, the UFC fighter that has the worst record, that's lost the most games, would beat the ever-living shit out of every female UFC fighter one after the other. Like, it would be, it would be a train wreck of human bodies watching this guy whoop the living shit out of all these female UFC fighters. Like, it would be so bad. Like, Ronda Rousey was, like, the big sensation in the UFC. Uh, and someone was like, oh, Ronda Rousey can beat a man. Fucking Tank Abbott, who's like this fat, retired, former UFC fighter, is like, I'll fight her. <laughs> and they're like, no, don't do it. Yeah, Tank Abbott, the retired, fat, fucking guy, would whoop Ronda Rousey's ever-living ass. Now, Ronda Rousey might be able to beat like your average couch potato guy, but a UFC fighter, even if he's the worst UFC fighter, would whoop the ever-living shit out of her. Hands down. Not even a prayer. No chance in hell. And you see this right now in sports where they're allowing trans women. The trans women are shattering records. Like, there was a... some I can't remember what sport it was, but there was a sport. And they had two trans women in, like, this, this whole competition of dozens and dozens of women. Guess who took the gold and the silver? You'll never guess. Guess who took the gold and the silver with only two trans women on the field? Um, All the people who weren't the trans women. No. No, the two trans Damn women it. took the gold and the silver. I know, it's crazy. Like, there is no evidence that a girl... Uh, unless you look at stuff that's fake. Like, well, if if women can't beat up men, explain Wonder Woman, huh? Because uh, Wonder Woman isn't real. Oh, well, what about Hit Girl from Kick-Ass? Uh, also not real. What about the Amazons? 
also not real. Oh, what about a... What about a... Yeah, also not... Whatever you're about to say, it's not fucking real. That's how the women do it because it's not fucking real. It's fiction. These writers are spinning bullshit and here, here's what's fucked up. Some of these girls actually believe, like they watch movies and they read all these stories about girls beating up men and they actually think they could beat up a man. And sometimes a guy will like, because he doesn't want to fight back because, you know, you're not supposed to hit a girl. He'll like let a girl hit him. And so she thinks, oh, I'm so strong. I can beat up boys. I'm so strong. Like there was that article we covered a long time ago about a girl who would wrestle men bigger than her at like a Ren fair and she, they would let her win because they were just, you know, they're Ren fair guys. They probably haven't, they're just happy to have a girl on top of them. So they would let her win. And she thought, she thought she could actually wrestle. She thought that being smaller gave her an advantage uh, that she didn't, she didn't even realize they were letting her win. She wasn't in on the joke. And one day she challenged her ex-boyfriend to a wrestling match and he like knocked her out by hitting her head against a tree a tree root and then she like pressed charges and shit and they wrote an article about it like it's so funny how these girls actually think they like there was a um a video someone linked in my discord server about a girl was bullying a boy and this girl was pushing him saying do something bitch do something bitch like pushing him hitting him he hit she hit him at least three or four times and he finally punched her and then all these white knights are like, oh, oh, you're the girl. It's like, fuck you. This is why, look, this is a little pro tip. If a bitch is hitting you, telling you to do something, don't just, like, give her a little love tap. Knock her the fuck out in one punch. Like, really, give her the fucking Hadouken. Knock her the fuck out. And then you need to immediately run because all the white knights are coming for you. And should it be that way? I mean, they could all clearly see she was instigating the fight, but we don't live in a world with common sense. So, yes, no, you need to knock her the fuck out because you only get one shot and make it count. Uh, also, instead of like punching is punching is OK, but here's a here's another alternative. Think about it. If you grab her by her hair and pull her into your knee, you can break her nose and keep a souvenir because you get to keep the clump of hair. You can keep it in a little baggie, and you can you can wear it like a, like a necklace of earrings, like a Universal Soldier. You have little baggies of girl hair of the bitches that you had to fucking mess their face up when they hit you, and you just wear your little necklace of hair around, and uh you know the white knights will be like whatever. It just it's fucked up. Uh, there's that video of this guy on the subway. He's like a really tall guy. He's like from some big African motherfucker, and this girl hit him, and he slapped her. Like, he didn't even punch her. He just slapped her. But she immediately went... She went down from a slap. She fucking fell down prone after being slapped. And then this white knight tried to jump on this giant fucking African guy. Then the African guy started whooping this guy's ass. And then once people saw the white knight getting his ass whooped, everyone ran away. That That's all white... White knights are the biggest fucking pussies. Like, there was another video. This girl was hitting a guy. The guy hit her. This white knight got up, and he was like, "Come on, guys, let's get her. Let's 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 get him." And he was like trying to rally the other men, and the other men weren't getting up. And he was like, "Come on, come on!" And he looked at him, and the guy started walking away and like laughed at him, like they're such fucking pussies. 
They like they won't do anything unless they outnumber you like five to one. Or like there was that Indian game show where this woman slapped a guy and he slapped her back and he's like, Why how could she slap? How could she slap? And the entire fucking audience rose up as one and like enveloped him like a sea of cucks. And it's like he probably he's probably killed. They probably ran him out in the street and and like stoned him to death for that shit because he slapped her back. Like she slapped him, he slapped her. So if you're going to get your ass whooped anyway, don't slap. Get a nice clump of hair to, as a souvenir. Make sure you really rough her up. Make get her a little ugly. You want her to get some facial reconstruction surgery. So at least she'll remember. Even if she wins, in air quotes, she's going to have some scarring. She's going to have a, a clump of her hair missing. She's going to be like, you know what? I shouldn't hit men anymore. Even if the white knights ultimately prevailed and, and whatever, uh, this whole thing going on with my face probably wasn't worth it. And then she'll learn a valuable lesson. That's this little pro tip. Little the more you know star. Anyway, okay, that's our show. That's our show. I I had fun. This was a Did lot you? of fun. All right. Well, again, thank you to our sponsors, the Dollhouse, Arcadia Gear. I, let me talk about the sponsors for a minute. So, obviously, everyone knows about the Dollhouse, purveyor of fine waifus, bringing waifus to the waifu list. Arcadia Gear is a somewhat new sponsor. They make survival gear. So very, very applicable. And here's what's cool about Arcadia. A lot of places only have, like, they sell the same shit. Like, they'll, they'll sell tents and, and whatever supplies. But it's like the same shit you can buy on Amazon. The stuff at Arcadia Gear is, like, exclusive to Arcadia Gear. He has, like, three, uh, three things. He has, like, this thermal uh, tarp that you can use as a thermal blanket. And you can also make a shelter with it. He also has a thing called the Fat Boy, and it's a it's a rod that can make sparks for making a fire, and it's like really thick. It's like as thick as a nickel. And then he has a uh, a titanium grill that weighs two ounces, and you can use it to cook with. And then you can carry it, and it's so light that you won't even know it's there. So it's really good survival slash camping equipment, and it's exclusive to Arcadia Gear. So check it out. He is uh, sponsoring the show. Uh, Cobra Bassin is a YouTuber. And, I mean, I talked to Cobra for, like, over a week. So Cobra is the – he's, like, literally – like, you know, most guys, when they go their own way, they basically stop making content. Like, you know, I'm going to go live my life. I'm not making YouTube anymore. Bye. And then they go live their life, which is cool. You know, I want you to live your life. You know, do what you got to do. Cobra's the opposite. Cobra is, like, documenting his life. So he, the guy, like, goes skydiving. He goes fishing. He's in a band. He just, like, documents everything. He has, like, ten channels. Half of them are fishing channels. The guy just, like, he's just living his life, but he's, like, putting it up on YouTube. So the guy's just, like, he's, he's the man going his own way. So you could check him out. And, um... Yeah, he's, it's interesting because it, most people quit YouTube when they've self-actualized. He's actually documenting his self-actualization. So pretty interesting. And then Poor Richard's Retirement is the book by Aaron Clary. Uh, kind of talking about stuff. I, I did a, a book review. He doesn't talk about taking one's rights away. So he, he's got a good plan in there, but he's missing the key ingredient of taking one's rights away. I even talked to him about that. He admitted I'm right, but uh, he's trying to sell to a broad audience. So again, everyone knows I'm right, 
but no one wants to say it. I got to stand up on this hill alone. I got to be that guy. Okay, I will stand up on this hill, and I will. I'll, I'll be you know, like uh, the boy, and the emperor has no the emperor's new clothes. Everyone's like seeing this naked man walking down the street, like oh, such so such beautiful robes, and the boy has to be like he's naked. That's me. I'm the boy. I'm the boy calling out the emperor who has no clothes. Take women's rights away. That's the problem. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, that boy, so he's crazy. Like, yes, I'm right. I will say what you are all thinking and refuse to say. Because I don't give a fuck. Anyway. Not at all. And uh, then my book, 13 Rules to Not Be a Fucking Cuck. It's available right now on Amazon. Hopefully next week I'll have the Doll My Balls rides again. It's a little early for a Christmas book. I wasn't expecting to finish it so fast. But, uh, I mean, why wait? I might as well publish it. You know, you could... I'm I'm gonna t- I'm talking to Phil about doing some type of promotion with the Dollhouse since it is a sex doll related book, so look forward to that. Anyway, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We will have our commercial break, and then we'll have our end credits. So, any uh, final thoughts for anyone? Nope. Thank you very yeah. much for having me, man. It was an awesome show. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Oh shit! The treasure chest. I almost forgot about the treasure chest and. I need to add, because we, we have over a thousand viewers, I need to add uh, 50 Lino. So I gotta log in. I always I don't know why I forget, but yeah. Alright, let's let's go ahead and do this. Sorry. Um, continue to banter or not, in the case may be. It's really weird without any music. Yeah, right. I know. Okay, sorry. I just got to put in this verification code so I can add the 50 Lino to the treasure chest. Lino UBI, everybody. Yeah. Look, it's honestly, it's kind of brilliant. So people are, people are tuning into the show in order to win the fake money that isn't worth his goddamn thing. It's brilliant. Like they're, they're giving away something worthless and they're creating real value. Like, again, I, wouldn't even break 800 viewers on YouTube and I have like 1400 here. It's crazy. If it's all due to fake money, that isn't worth a goddamn thing. Then fucking that's brilliant. That's some brilliant shit to, to create value by giving away something that's worthless. That is, that's, that's brilliant. Anyway, uh, now we have 132 lino on the line. Let's crack open this motherfucker. So good luck everyone. Yeah. So, 30-second time. Counting down. I don't know why it takes so long. It should be near instantaneous, but I guess they want to... I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for the, uh, <laughs> the follow. Yeah, the, I can't turn the quacking off. It just i got to make peace with it. All right, the big winners are... Uh, Mr. SDA with 9.6 Lino, Michael Weston 5.9, Caliber Ator 4.6, Fox 1983 3.8, and Sneakers O'Toole 3.4. You are the big top winners of the fake money. So you enjoy your fake money and you buy all the fake. Uh, you know, I wonder if you could buy fake titties with fake money. Probably. Right? Why not? Why not? It's, it's fake, right? Anyway, okay. Fake is, it's uh, fake. Uh, right. 
Unfortunately, the dollhouse does not accept fake money, even though they do sell fake women. Go figure. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go. Let's move on to our sponsors. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. War. War never changes. In the current year, women have declared war on men. Men are not only guilty until proven innocent, but they are not even allowed to prove their innocence. In response to this warfare waged by women, known as feminism, men have sought refuge with waifus. Artificial women able to satisfy a man's need for love and sex. Retailers like the dollhouse began to spread, bringing waifus to men everywhere, freeing them from the enslavement of feminism. Get your waifu today from the dollhouse.com or dc.dollhouse.com if you're in the United States before they're banned by feminism so they can control men once more. Go to the dollhouse.com and dcdollhouse.com to find your waifu today before it's too late. Are you worried about the future? Don't be. Gear up, get prepared. Arcadia Gear is an outdoor sporting goods company focusing on survival and preparedness. The Mongrel EDT is a waterproof, thermoreflective, lightweight nylon tarp which weighs less than 2.5 pounds. It has superior construction, fill point stress reduction design, double stitched heat tape seams. The Fat Boy is a 3 quarter inch diameter ferro rod for long term survival. Lighters will run out of fuel, matches will get wet. Be prepared, give yourself an advantage in the fire department. The Woodsman is an ultralight titanium grill which weighs less than five and a half ounces, which you can use to cook food in the wilderness. Check out these products at ArcadiaGear.com. Arcadia Gear, designed for when your life depends on it. MGTOW means freedom. Freedom from gynocentrism, freedom from the divorce industry, freedom to make money, freedom to do whatever you goddamn want. But while the MGTOW life is easier and more enjoyable than being a slave, it doesn't excuse you from preparing for retirement. And most young men today do not prepare for retirement. But that's okay because now you got Poor Richard's Retirement. Poor Richard's Retirement is a revolutionary book because unlike today's retirement planning books, it actually fucking works. It puts retirement easily within the reach of every man. Whether you have student loans or behind on your retirement planning, have no retirement savings at all, Poor Richard's Retirement bypasses all of it by showing you how little you truly need to retire. And it does so through the simple fact that happiness is not found in master's degrees, McMansions, corporate slave careers, whatever lies the matriarchy is selling you, but through the love of family, friends, and your fellow man, all of which are free. So retire early, retire happy, and enjoy the last third of your life. Buy and read Poor Richard's Retirement, the retirement Bible for men, minimalists, and MGTOWs. Available at Amazon.com. Let me tell you about a guy named Cobra Thomas. This guy exemplifies a man going his own way. The guy devotes his time to fishing, catching largemouth, smallmouth, spotted bass, fixes his car and motorcycles, he makes music. He jumps out of planes, he does his own rock and rap songs, he talks about politics, he does entertainment, diet and exercise videos. The guy is just out there living his life. He's got nine YouTube channels of all different kinds of topics. He's just living his life. And unlike a lot of people who quit YouTube when they've self-actualized and they're living the dream, this guy is documenting his self-actualization, his life, 
If that sounds interesting to you, if you want to see what this guy's all about, check out Cobra and all of his many channels. Links in the description. Thirteen Rules to Not Be a Fucking Cuck is my latest book and my greatest book. My previous works have been mostly comedy, satire, parody. This is a book I didn't just do for the lulls and because it was funny, but actually because I think it will make a difference and will help people. We live in a world with a lot of different competing ideologies, individuals, organizations, everything you can think of, trying to subvert your life for its purpose. Everybody has a plan for your life and they don't care what yours is. But if you don't stand up for your life, about what you want to do with your life, somebody else is going to make that decision for you. So don't be a cuck. Check out 13 Rules to Not Be a Fucking Cuck on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Links in the description. <laughs>